I was born ready. <laughs> Listen to this shit. <laughs> Listen to this shit. Apple doesn't so, fall so far from the tree, man. No, it doesn't. And this is one of those shows where we really don't have any any idea how it's no. going to end up. We're just going to see how. We'll see y'all at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. See you on the other side. And I, I hope this is our. I hope this becomes a first. Of many yeah, fathers and podcasts. This will be fun, man. On the on the air kind of project. Absolutely. So welcome. Uh, cool. These two fools across the other side of the table <laughs> went golfing yesterday in the rain <laughs> at uh, Dr. Steven, Steve Green's yep. Hope for Ghana charity fundraising golf outing. Yep. And yeah. When are you going to spill the beans? Because someone ended up with a big old egg on their head. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, why don't why don't you? Uh, it was, well, let's let's <laughs> let's preface it like we had a great day. It's for a great yeah. cause. Like, you know, the Hope for Ghana charity. We sponsored every year. Yeah. You know, myself, Matt, and Ben from the office, and Gabe had a great day of golf. Had fun. Got to the last hole and the wheels. Oh, fell this off happened the, the last. This hole. is the last, the last hole, hole of the day. Like everything, the wheels fell off the bus. So. <laughs> Let's, why don't you uh, tell a little bit of that story? So, you know, like you said, it was the best day of golf I think I've ever had. It was a great outing. And we got to the last hole, and there was this group in front of us that we'd almost hit earlier in the day. When you say and hit, what do you mean? By like hit? Matt the- some, or Ben somehow hit a 320-yard drive and hit their cart, and they were real <laughs> upset about it. And we went and tried to apologize, and the guy just kind of wasn't happy at all. He was all. a dick. Yeah, he was. He was a dick. So we didn't really like them, and Ben was kind of <laughs> over it when we got to that last hole. And it's this big dip, so it's like a hill that goes down, and it comes back up like a U. And Ben just kind of goes, ah, screw it, and he just hits. And we just see their son come running up the hill. He screams at us, and then he runs back down the hill. And we're like, all right. So Must we wait a little bit, and then we all teed off, and we go to look for our balls. And now we're going down the hill. These carts don't have governors on them, so you can go about as fast as you want. And it's a pretty <laughs> steep hill. And I'm driving. I look to the right to look for a ball. And the last thing I saw was Matt reaching down to pick up his ball. And when I look back, I just see him doing barrel rolls through the middle of the fairway. <laughs> I mean, like, he was literally doing front flips through the fairway. And I was like, at first, I was like, oh, my God. He, he, like, is he okay? But then I saw Ben get out of the cart and just start slowly walking away, <laughs> laughing. And then I saw Matt laughing and he had a smile. And then I started losing it. Yeah. So he was all right. I think he banged up his shoulder a little bit, but yeah. he's better now. Yes. Um, and then we went to go look for my ball. And this is where it gets really bad. We're on the other side of like the U. So we're on the uphill. And we see my ball and we're kind of like parallel with the hill. We decided we're going to go take Ben or Matt's ball, whoever's ball. And we go to turn. And I, I swear, I was going probably about five miles an hour. I just yep. turned the wheel too tight. And I started to lean, and he, my dad started leaning was on the right side, and he had been, like, messing with me all day, kind of leaning, and I was like, oh, he's just messing with me, whatever. But once I felt my butt and my whole body start to go, I'm like, oh, here it is. Like, we're flipping. <laughs> and I, kinda, I remember it, like, it happened so fast yet so slow because, yes. like, it was like, oh, my God, we're on the ground. But at the same time, I remember everything while we're, fl- while we're flipping because I look, I see his face. He's like... And then I'm like, well, he's going to be my cushion. So, like, I'm going to be all right. And my head was the cart's cushion, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. His head gets stuck underneath the roof of the cart, and it just kind of crushes it and scrapes along it. And he's like, oh, oh, my head, my head. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, at first, I thought I killed him. If he didn't start screaming, I was like, I mean, it was was to the point where, like, if I didn't pull my head, I feel like if I didn't pull my head in quick enough, it would have been decapitated. Yeah. Like, it was that crazy. Because like you're seeing it happen, I don't know. I'm like, it's happening. This is happening right now, and there's yeah. nothing I can do. So I like got in, and then it just came down and just 
crush the top of my head. Yeah. And I'm like laying there because because Ben was on the fairway just laughing. And then he looked up and said, you know, he saw Gabe standing, didn't see me standing. And he's like, oh, shit, like what happened? And then it, it took me a little bit to get up. And then I'm just, I yeah. finally got up and I'm like, there's blood on my hand. My head's throbbing. <laughs> so then these dudes come and like help us lift the car. Like, oh, shit, we saw that. Like these dudes definitely got hurt. Like beer went everywhere. Like it was just crazy. You yeah. spilled the beer. Spilled the beer. Apparently spilled the gas out of the cart too because <laughs> fuck the gas, I spilled mean, the beer, right? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so we had to leave the cart there and walk back. And literally last night, like if you ever saw the movie Coneheads, my head swelled up where I had. I mean, it's a lot it's better like today. Egg. It's like an egg. I, it was. It was like a yeah. watermelon. It wasn't even an egg, man. It was. <laughs> I kept telling him it was small, but it was so. Big. It was, it was like, like oh, baseball. it's not bad. Like it's not bad. I'm like, I feel like what happened. I feel like it, I'm like it's like. Uh, I'm like, I feel like it's going to be bigger than you guys are saying. Like, no, yeah. no, you can't even tell. You can't even tell. I'm like, I feel like I can feel a big thing on my head. Like, it's really big. I, they're oh like, no, God. no, you're fine. You're fine. Like, just look. You can't even big tell. brain, man. Wait, but then I get, then, then, then M- Melina gets home. She's like, oh, what happened to your head? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you assholes. Like, no one. So, yeah, that was that was the end of the golf outing, man. It was definitely well, a. He, uh, he assured me that he was all right. Like, I wanted I to take him to the doctor, and he's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. But get the whole car ride home. He was just. Oh my head! <laughs> it hurt. It hurt. Every I mean, three seconds, he'd I mean, grab it. He'd be like, "Dude, do you see it all?" Oh, I mean, it hurt. It hurt. I'm like, "Do you want to go to the doctor?" He's like, "No, no, no, I'm fine." Oh my head! <laughs> I just told him I'm Gen X. We're built different. Yeah. Like, we don't need doctors. Uh, we don't need doctors, man. Yeah, so that was uh, that was yesterday, man. Oh, so so in preparing for this little escapade here, <laughs> so apparently, it's in question whether I am a Gen. Xer, okay, or I'm a baby boomer. Ooh, because I think '66 is right on that. Yeah, cusp. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna say oh, a baby boomer, man. No, no we're not going. We're not going with baby. Boomer. <laughs> I thought I thought Gen we X was def- like 1970 to 1980 something. I thought, well, don't say that. I heard it was '66. Was oh, the there. We'll say that. That's good. I mean, someone told me I looked 57 yesterday. So <laughs> that was a whole other story, man. It was just someone told you look. Wait, wait, what? Again, other part of the story, this older woman that was there apparently began hitting on Gabe and I at the beginning of the the beginning of the golf outing. Oh, do tell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, was it the first first tee, right? First, first hole. First hole, she comes yeah. up and she's like, oh, look at these two beef balls. Like beef, not beefcakes, beef balls. <laughs> uh, beef she, balls. She, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I, I, think she's, uh, she's, I think she's with her husband, by the way. Uh, she she, and she's like... Oh, did you guys like bench refrigerators before you got here? And then she then she's like, "Are you guys a couple?" We're like, what? 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 <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. Just, no, like, no. This said, is my son. Guys, she said, "If you guys are a couple, then I'm gonna go lesbian." And we were like, <laughs> "I don't know that We don't even know what that means. We don't even know what that means." Don't even know what that means. Don't even know what that means. Well, how just, does it even correlate to if you were a couple? Exactly. I, that's that's a crazy. No idea. Dude, okay. I, I, two holes. It is 2022. Listen, for two holes, I thought about that statement. I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that <laughs> miss. Am I like losing it? Is that something cool that I don't know about? Like, what am I supposed to do? So, yeah. So, that was uh, interesting. And then, like, later on in the outing, they, like, caught up to us because there was a backup on one of the holes. And the guy comes out. He's like, hey, um, how, how old are you? We're all trying to guess your age. I'm like, First of all, like, why? Like, why is everybody <laughs> trying to guess my age? And he's like, I'm like, well, how old do you think I am? He's like, well, I, I picked the youngest. He's like, no, I figured your son's like 24, 25, which he's not. He's 20. 20. Um, so he's like, I'll guess 52. 
I'm like, fuck you, 52. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, my son's 20. Then he's like, then he backtracks, backpedals. He's like, oh, I would say, he's 20. I would say like 42, 43. I'm like, all right, 44. The woman's like, well, I guess 57 because I'm 52. Then she proceeds to say, well, but I do like younger men. I'm like, listen, this is getting weird and shit. Like, just stop. Please, please. Can we just hit the balls? It was just, it was the most awkward conversations. I'm like, why is this, what is this happening right now? Like, why are you even care? Like, why do you care? Like, how old I am? Like, well, you're in good shape. We're just trying to guess your age. I'm like, okay. Like, but why? Like, what does it matter? Like, what does it matter? Why are you trying to date me? Like, I don't understand. You know what? You know what's weird, though? That that whole dating thing. Like, not not dating, but dating people in terms of age. Like, yeah. I don't know about when you grew up, but where I grew up, the etiquette was you never asked anybody what their age. It didn't really matter in society. Yeah. There was wow. like there was actually like a guessing game all the time, wondering like how old is that adult or how old is that person? Like yeah, but now we just offer that up with yeah, everything do you, else. Do you guys ask people their ages? Yeah, I hundred like I yeah. you saying that reminds me of, like I remember growing up, it like seemed like you never asked people how old they are. Like there was like kind of that unspoken rule that like I had I wasn't like directly taught, but you kind of knew. But yep. now I like yeah, I, I don't care. It's just like yeah. I'm like how how old are you? What grade are you in? Are you in school? Or whatever. It just is what it is. Exactly. I feel yeah. the same way. Yeah. Really? For sure. Yeah, because yeah. we would, I would never ask a no, person the age. I mean, I think maybe when I was dating girls when I was younger, you know, you kind of knew. But then when you get out into the dating yeah. world, like for me, it was the 80s and 90s. I'm out in the dating world. You never thought of asking. Wow. If they brought it up or if you were really curious, you'd ask a friend if they knew. Yeah, you never asked a woman her age. Like I knew, I knew that was always a rule, right? Never ask a woman her yeah, age. Yeah, I, I still think that's a rule. It, I don't. It should, the, you know. I, no, I will say I've have asked people their age because it, it's where I'm trying to figure out. Well, you do state planning and things, right? Well, I mean, not even for that. It's well, just I mean, like it's a, job you're related, right, you're, job you're related, right. But right. but I think but a lot of it might be like okay, well. If I'm trying to figure out, like, do they know certain people or are they in certain? So I'm like, you know, how old are you again? Like, roughly, how old are you? Like, just kind of as a matter of getting a piece of information. Okay, you know, it's just like, oh, you're in your forties. Okay, you may know this person because sometimes it's hard. I feel like there's there's an age range. That I think, especially women, right? When they get to here we go. No, I'm just. <laughs> I, I think. I think. I, I think once they get to like the. The mid to late 30s to mid to late 40s, it's kind of hard to tell what age they are. No question. Because they can look, mm-hmm. they can look good the whole time. They could not, you don't know. It's like there's this, there's this 10 to 12 year, I would almost say 35 to 50 actually. Yeah. That 15 year age range, you'd have no idea how old someone I, is. I think it's funny you said that there's, I think there's a phenomenon with humans, male and female. I don't know when it kicks in, but I think genetics starts to be unkind and mm-hmm. it might be mid 30s. You know, where genetics, I think, I think with men, it comes earlier, believe yeah. it or not. I think men start to age. If they take care of themselves, so that it does that. And there's, there's a lot of variables to that. Yeah. Oh, there's always variables. And there's always exceptions. I just mean generally, you know, you can fight genetics for a long time, which is, yeah. we're all trying to do that to right. a degree. But, but it, in the end, genetics wins. Yeah. yeah. Question I have for the two of you. I remember growing up thinking like when I was younger, like probably yours, I'm like, man, like people that were in their forties, <laughs> I'm like, that's fucking old. Like, Oh, like I can't imagine being forty. Like, what do you guys think of? Old? Like, what do you define as old? Do you I'm consider? A, do you am, consider me old? unoffendable? So you, can I'm say unoffendable any, as well. Anything you want doesn't matter to me. No, uh, 
Yeah, I'm curious. I feel like definitely in your 40s, like <laughs> mid 40s, it's like you're kind of getting up there yeah. a little yeah. bit. Just kind of getting up there. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm undefendable. It just, I get it. I don't know. Okay, I, I would I say like for me, when you hit like 60, I'm like, all right, you're really old. Like you're like, <laughs> you're like grandparent yeah. level. Like you're old. <laughs> yeah. Well, because well, okay, but maybe that's because how like Mimi was yeah. you know 60 something yeah. when yes. I was growing up, so she was my grandma. Yeah. And so that's kind of like my mindset on it. But then it's like you know. Like he said, 45. No, actually, Mimi wasn't that because I was 24. Mimi's 21 (laughs) years older than me. So literally when you were born, Mimi was was my age. Yeah. So I'll make sure she listens to this and you can say, she looks old, man. Now she's 60. Now she's 60. She's up there. She's up there. Um, But then I I would say like 45 because like 20s, I'm like, you're young. You're in your 20s. 30s, you're still young. You're younger. High 30s, I'm like, all right, you're getting there. Forty mid forties, fifties is what I'm like. All right, you're yep. old. So I'm old now. So yeah. I'm old. Fuck you. I tell you that. All the time. <laughs> your friends don't think I'm old, do they? No, I mean, well, your yeah, friends think. No, you, you told me yesterday your you friends ask, think I'm young. I never said that. He's lying. You said. You said. I said that they say you look good for your age, and that they're okay. shocked that you're 45, which Thank I still you. agree with. I don't like. Thank I you. look. I age wise, you're old, but you don't. You know, a stereotypical. <laughs> My thoughts of like, okay, a 45, 50 year old man, like you okay. look better than what I would expect. I would oh, say, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Very uh, nice of you. So I, I don't know if you remember this, but one time we were coming home from baseball practice. It was, it was you were, you were really young, like 10, yeah. maybe 11. And do you remember saying you were in the back seat or, and you were, you had, you might have had, no, I think we had just dropped off a couple other kids after a practice or game or something. And you said to me, you said, dad, you go, all my my friends think I got the coolest dad because I think it was the guitar thing, and you had a couple of friends yeah. that dug guitars. Yeah. And there was a pause in the car, <laughs> and and then you said something. <laughs> yeah, but we know I got the oldest dad too. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel just like some of my some of my friends have like some of my friends' are parents are just really young, like late thirties, like early most 40s. of them, most yeah, of them, yeah. So. Yeah, I would go to these games and I would like I'd befriend everybody. Yeah, but I'd, some of the parents of these kids were like literally 10, 15, 20 years younger than me because I had my children later. Yeah, you know? so that's was... how all of my friends' parents are old, like older, like, like <laughs> old. Guys, yeah, no, no offense, no offense, men, but like compared to you and my mom, like Jack's parents just turned sixty. I'm like my yeah. grandma's a couple of years older than them, and yeah. all of my friends' parents are in like that high fifties, high sixties. Yeah, and like have really young parents. I feel like it's a completely different dynamic, especially seeing like how they were raised and some of the things they were taught compared to what how you guys raised me. Oh, well, tell us. Do tell what what's the well, difference? Like, okay, we'll, we'll we'll say Jack and Mel for an example because she's my ex girlfriend and that's her parents. Her okay, dad. What, okay, can what? I get you up a little bit closer? Yeah, to so, Mike? yeah. Just um, a little bit. The, the, wait, is, is Mel the one you said is just working and waiting? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I had to throw you under the bus with that one, too. Come on. You called me old. Oh, that's fair. I said, how's Mel? She's like, she's just working and waiting. Waiting for him, apparently. <laughs> Go on. Go on. Relationships are tough. Um, <laughs> Relationships are tough. So she was my ex-girlfriend. No and shit. her dad is like 62, but he's that real, like, old school, strict, like, just, ba- like, if you yeah. think of, like, those guys back then, that's exactly how he is. And... Compared to you guys, you're a lot more relaxed and calm mm-hmm. and sure. understanding. And like you, the way that you raise me about certain things, like I don't know, it's just the strictness versus the kind of more open and understanding. Yeah, sure. To not okay. Having yeah. his like mindset on that one thing. Yeah. And you guys being understanding and kind of working. Yeah. Is like okay. the biggest separation I see between me and these guys. Okay. Of these older parents. I feel the same yeah. way. Yeah. I think I've had like two different worlds. My dad's been more kind of like just 
like let things fly all the yeah. time yeah. just kind of do whatever yeah i mean my mom does too but at the same time like my mom's more just like schedule oriented yeah. like everything's got to get done abc yeah. but definitely just like off the radar just <laughs> not off the radar but just like off the rails yeah well i think like, I, I think parenting is different. one of those things it, it's it's there's no perfect art to it right i mean and, and you know your mom and i had you and we were in law school trying to figure it out and i think um it's, i don't think not that we weren't weren't strict i think we realized the battles to pick uh-huh. so I, th- I think with raising kids you can't like you have to be strict and disciplinary and in certain instances but i think sometimes parents can go overboard yeah. And I think you have to know each individual child and how to navigate that child. Like, mm-hmm. you were a good kid. You always got good grades. You were smart. You were respectful. Like, yep. there I was never, like, I, I used to always joke and say, like, every one of your friend's parents said, Gabe is so polite. He's the nicest kid. I'm like, why is he such a dick sometimes with us? <laughs> but, like, but, but that's what mattered to me. So I'm like, we're his parents. He's going to be that way. As long as he's taking what we're teaching him and going out in the world and, sh- and exhibiting those behaviors, that's all that mattered to me. Yeah. And that's why, like, I was never like, I'm like, we don't need to be hard because you got what we were teaching you. You just, we're your parents. You're just going to act that way with us. I, I I remember picking him up from school for a sleepover, and he was like six or seven. And I would pick him up, and, and Diana would say to me, "She'd say, she goes, well, he he has his homework with him, you know." And I said, well, "When is it due?" And I think Diana would lie to me intentionally. Like, What's due tomorrow? Because she knows <laughs> if, if it's like due next week or a couple of days, yeah. that you know, I'll be sending him back with undone yeah. homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I I get that too. And Austin never, I mean. I've told so many people this, and, and people look at me with a crooked eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, God, you're lying. But I can honestly say, and, and correct me if I am wrong, and not until you became an adult and got a car have I ever yelled at you that I could remember in your entire life. Now, if I'm wrong, tell me. Cause there might have been mm-hmm. episodes of me yelling at you yeah. for something. But, I mean, not like, really, no. I mean, yeah, we had a we had a disagreement over his first car, which I really stuck my head in it. It was, I will take the blame for that. Okay. Um, we can talk about that, <laughs> but ultimately, I just never had that. He was the kid that if you told him to do something, he'd look at you, okay, Dad, and like, and it was it. Now, my daughter, you know, you know, she was also a great kid, but you, she, you tell her not to do something, and she look at you like this devious eyes, like, you know, like, okay, I'm yeah. gonna try at least one more time before I stop. <laughs> it's like Melina, it's like Melina. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, I look back at, at I, so Gabe, so Rocco knows, and obviously he knows. Yep. They're, my children are probably the most over-photographed and documented children on the planet. <laughs> I, walked, <laughs> I walked around with a camera 24-7, like a 35-millimeter oh, camera. Yeah. I mean, oh, wow. it, it, I mean it it's, it's ridiculous because yeah. that was my hobby. Yeah. And when you're a divorced dad and you mm-hmm. see your children like a certain times during the week, especially early on, they were so young, it, it worked out. It, you know, if a divorce circumstance can be wonderful, this was as wonderful as it could be yeah. because it was har- harmonious. But I still miss them dearly. Yeah, sure. And so I would have these photographs, and that was my, kind of my thing to do to keep myself fresh in their life. Yeah. But then I went overboard. But I, <laughs> I just was, but it was, the, the point was that I often look back now and I say that they still don't appreciate how many hundreds of thousands of index photos there are of their life. And that's awesome. But someday, when you're a little older, <clears throat> yeah. and you, you're going to look back and go, this is the most valuable thing yeah. my father could yeah. ever have leave me. No matter if it's money or clothing or it's, I, I leave you with my clothing, but like, uh, you know, uh, couches or <laughs> yeah. a, a house or something. I, I think that that will be the gift yeah. to leave. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. It's just memories. 
Yeah, my mom, for sure. My mom's the exact way. She takes every family event. There's got to be at least 90 different pictures. I have to take a picture <laughs> with every family member there. Mm-hmm. And yep. then we got to do every yeah. assortment of different groups <laughs> yeah. of people, like these three, then these five, then these seven grandmas and, and cousins and nephews and all that stuff. And like, I'm always like, oh my God, mom. But she just, she always says that. She's like, <laughs> yeah. you're going to thank me in the future. You're going to be happy <laughs> yep. that we have this. Yeah. And now being yeah. 20. And like looking back at the pictures she took when I was twelve, like mm-hmm. playing baseball and growing up and playing football and whatnot, oh, I'm yeah. like, you know what? I am kind of glad you took this because I see all my old friends that like who either I don't talk to or just seeing us that young. Yep. And exactly. Just kinda, yeah, it's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just th- and the funny thing was I would take them home all the years you know that I was living in Mount Lebanon those seven or eight years and mm-hmm. and I would take drop them off and I'd be exhausted right because yeah. I had done this I'd run a, a guitar business and I was usually just jockeying kids and. Mm-hmm. And I would take them home going, wow, I really am blessed. They are little, these little angels. They don't yeah. cause me any grief. And and then I would think, well, wait a second. Maybe there's a Jekyll and Hyde situation going here. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm handing them over to Diana and they're like these little freaking, <laughs> these little <laughs> hell rays. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, and I never really got the true story. So I really don't know if, if there was a little Jekyll and Hyde going on at certain times. I don't know. Um <laughs> Yeah, let's hear. To maybe some extent, a little bit. I'm not, I definitely was not perfect, no question, for sure. But uh, I think it's just because I, like, I was with mom a lot more. I felt more kind of at home just because I was there all the time. Mm-hmm. My friends were there all the time. So I kind of felt like just a little more comfortable just because I was just there. Mm-hmm. And I was just with her. So, like, I mean, I wasn't doing anything crazy, but it was just maybe I was a little more, like, acting up a little bit. Yourself. But it wasn't like, yeah. Maybe I was just a little more myself. So I'll throw throw him under the bus for a second. So (laughs) I had gotten remarried, uh, and and Natalie had come to me with this really funny video, which Mm -hmm. was on a thing called Vine. I I know what Vine was. It was like the. This would have been like 2012 or 13. It's the old TikTok. Yeah, 12 or 13. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And my stepson, Natalie's uh, child had shown Natalie this video of Austin's group of friends playing in a cul-de-sac a couple blocks down from his house. I, basketball, <laughs> okay. I assume. And they're doing all these things in the kids. And I, and I kind of, I kind of know some of the kids in the mm-hmm. group because I coached a couple of them, you know, and all kind of cool kids. And I hear this, you know, basketball and someone goes up for a shot and I hear this. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and for the next hour, I sat there and dissected this. Fuck! A hundred times to determine whether that was the inflection of a McKenna child or not. Because Natalie and her son was confident that it was. And oh, I, and wow. in my mind, there was just no way. There's just no way. Wow. My boy's not going to say that. There's just no, I don't speak that way. But, well, right. not often. Yeah. But I, I tried to control my swearing when I could. You know, uh, he's not going to do that. But then I, and then I find years later that it kind of was him. Yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> That's yeah. always the worst part. You find out stuff about your kids. Yeah. After the fact. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't a regular thing, though. I, I the thing now that we're in this form, I'm going to put him on the spot. Though. I, I, yes. I, the thing I've never been able to articulate to my son was. So. You go to school and you get to know your friends and their dads, and they all kind of go do jobs. Like you know, when your father's works for uh, an elevator company, you know, uh, one 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 does uh, logistics, one does this and that, and then your dad takes you to this place where there's like guitars everywhere and like people with you know long hair posters on the wall, mm-hmm. long hair people. Did, did that ever seem really weird or bizarre to you? Did you ever have to uh, articulate in school? Did you ever have to, like, in, when you were little, did you ever have to say what your parents did for a living? Uh, did you ever have to explain that nonsense? 
probably a couple of times, but it was just, I mean, I, that's the only thing I grew up knowing. So I didn't really know about kind of my dad not being there. Like when I'm yeah. done with school, cause he'd always pick me up. We'd always do different stuff after school, especially yeah. like when I was in elementary, we'd go down to the baseball field, like five minutes from yeah. here and hit every day. Yeah. Four buckets of baseballs every day after school. <laughs> I wasn't, ob- I wasn't obsessive. No, not at all. <laughs> no, it, was, it was just something I was just so used to. Yeah. I wasn't used to just going, having to take the bus home most days after school. So. I kind of yeah. just grew up, grew up that way. Yeah, you did. So. I, I I always had wondered, like in in terms of just like what you. I always wondered what your perception of Boogie Street was. Not that what I had done for a living, but like mm. like the because it because in one regard it was beautiful from a logistic standpoint because yeah. I had him with me. Yeah, right. I had Gwen with me. I mean, you yeah. know, and they they could the, the room was. I mean. Boogie Street was big enough that you guys would play. You guys could throw football in there. It was yeah. so, it was so mm-hmm. big. It was just a really enchanted uh, period. Yeah. But I always wonder because it was a very non-conventional lifestyle mm-hmm. of what your parents do for a living. Not yeah. cookie cutter at all. And I just always wondered how you articulated that when people would ask you what your dad does. Because the parents would look at me a little weird. Yeah. Right. They would like you know I show up in a van. <laughs> you know what I mean. I always got guitars in the back. Right. And I'm always dropping my kids here. But but like no one really knew what the hell I did for a living because we didn't sell in Pennsylvania. We had no presence yeah. here. It was all interstate. You were just stuff. a creepy guy in a van. No, I wasn't. I, mean, <laughs> I guess I could have been. I don't know. I hope not. But yeah. if you ever had to articulate, like, what the hell I was doing? It was just different. Like, no one else. You just. It was just different. Like, no one else kind of had the same experience I did, which I thought was actually. I grew up and thought it was weird. But, like, now I kind of think it's cool. And I yeah. appreciate it instead of just, like, kind of the normal lifestyle. So, I, I think it's just kind of something yeah. a part of me that I can't. I'll never be able to forget. So. Yeah, and I awesome. always take with me. So yeah, that's cool, man. I appreciate. I, I, that means awesome. a lot to me because I I never really I've never really asked you that question. Yeah, I yeah. never have. Like because I, I I I struggle with that. I struggle yeah, with it early course. on because I was, you know, I mean, I I divorced Diana when the kids were very young. Yeah, you know, and I you know I was I, I you know I lived with some guilt there. There's no yeah, question about that. But I I felt like at times I was also overcompensating in a negative way because. I used to pick them up and we'd end up at Toys R Us almost every day of the week, which was like either I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. Or, you know, that was, I was overcompensating or whatever. But, uh, I, I, you know, I just wanted to create like a really cool experience for my kid. Yeah. And I just, you know, so it, it was a little it's crazy. Different. Yeah, it's different, like he, he was around a lot of hard rock driving music, and like yeah. he would start learning all the songs from all these hard rock records, and he'd be in his car seat in the back, yeah. and just jamming out. The, <laughs> yeah. He probably can't remember any of the songs now, but I have the video. I have proof. I love it. But he would he would sit there, and then then I started working with that Paul with Paul Stanley yeah, with right. Kiss and all that, and I, I was naturally pretty excited about that. And then Austin just naturally got excited about it, and he was he had the CDs, and he'd be yeah. singing all the songs in the back, and I would take these video clips and send them to Paul on yeah. 3D mail, and like it was just the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, I don't know if you you remember a lot of that stuff, but to me, that part of his life, I mean, that you know, and Gwen to a lesser extent when when she was old mm-hmm. enough to start doing it, but she would, Gwen would come into my office and decide that she would want to paint today. Yeah, so we bought paints and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. and you would help, and you yeah. lay out on the floor and paint, and then I would get busy and work, and then I would come back, mm-hmm. and there'd be paint everywhere, of course, yeah. on guitar cases, yeah. on the couch, on the wall. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> on the sense. glass, on the door, everywhere, <laughs> and you can't get mad right. at them. Of course, but it's you know you turn your head for a second. Oh, you're mad. You turn your head for a second. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, and they look at you. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Exactly. It's okay. 
Do you were you there the day that Gwen dropped my Boogie Street sign? Probably. I had it. <laughs> I had to, I, I ordered this nine hundred dollar round custom made yeah. Boogie Street sign. It was like multi lever leveled plat something that yeah. you would actually see a company buy Is it for. It was red. It was red, mm-hmm. and, and I would, it was really big and plastic. And probably was there, but I well, I had just gotten it. Yeah. I took a couple photos with it. Didn't know where I was going to mount it. Maybe I was going to do something cool with yeah. it. And I set it down because it was pretty heavy. Yeah, I set it down. Awkward. And I set it down. I leaned it against the wall. So Gwen must have been watching me pick this thing up and move it around. So I go and try to <laughs> fill an order, put yeah. a guitar in a box. You know, and he's like always will follow me around and help me. I leave her in my office area. I hear this. <laughs> she had picked up the sign uh-uh. and wanted to carry it out, and she had dropped it. And the whole uh-uh. bottom had things. I only only had it a day. Uh-uh. It took months to build. Uh-uh. I looked at her and I went, and she's like, and it was like one moment where you love <laughs> Thanks, your kid, you yeah. love your kid so much, you can't. I, I just I turned my back yeah. for a second, went, and I turned on. And go, it's okay, honey. It's okay, but oh yeah. Oh, you just there wanna... was there was nothing you ever did as a kid. I remember that made me really mad. Yeah, I mean, you always say this. There was <laughs> yeah. he remembers them all. <laughs> there, there, there was never like you never got mad. Like there was never like my mom would get mad. <laughs> yeah, your also, mom, your mom would get mad and then call me. I'm like, he's just being mad. a boy. Yeah, like it was just like <laughs> yeah. that's what just boys do. Like no, don't get mad about stuff cool. like that. You were just like more relaxed. Like we would get you'd get like frustrated or you'd like tell me like if I was talking back, like hey, relax. Or I'd, I'd get frustrated when you were like afraid. Robbers would come into our yeah. house with grass. Like he would, uh, so, you know what? Oh. he was so afraid to sleep in his own bed. Yeah, like when we lived in this townhouse, he's like, "No, you don't understand. Like, th- robbers are gonna get grappling hooks <laughs> and come in, come in the back window and get me." I'm like, "Dude, I'm like, no, we're, we live in Carnegie in a yeah. townhouse. I don't think people use grappling hooks. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're not gonna come and pick out this oh. townhouse in your bedroom and say, you know what." We're gonna go in this kid's room and steal him. Like, I was definitely. Convinced that you they were, were. Conv- I mean, convinced to the point where, like, I used to have to fall asleep on his floor yep. till and like army crawl out of the room. And there was one spot on the fucking floor that creaked, and like I would, <laughs> it was literally like going through this obstacle course. And if I hit it, I'd be like, Fuck. I'd, have to st- I'd stop. I'm like, did he hear me? Did he hear me? And then he'd be like, Dad. Dad? Dad? You here? I'm like, yep. yeah, I'm still here, bud. Still here. <laughs> I'm like, it'd be like three o'clock in the morning. I'm dead tired. Like, have to go to work. I'm well, like, one time you got mad is when I came in your room yes. and, and you you lost it that day. Yes. And then he locked me out of the room yeah. and just, I, and I, just I, forced I had, me in. And I, I was had to so break it. mad. And I was like, oh my God, like, I'm going to die tonight. Tonight's the night. <laughs> I was convinced. I was convinced. Yeah. Well, we, had, wow. we had to break the habit, though. That yeah. was the thing. We had to break. Because there was nothing really. Like, you were a good kid, I believe. And, you know, until. Was it two, two until, summers until ago? Until you weren't. Well, no. So <laughs> two summers ago, we're going – we go over, like, to Columbus for, like, a, a, a quick trip. And he brings his friend with him, and, and we're in the car together, me, him, and – was it Adam? Came Adam, and, yeah. And they're telling – like, so he would always, like, go to sleepovers, and, like, they would play, like, video games. And I remember Laura saying, like, I wonder if they're drinking. I'm like, oh, they're a bunch of fucking nerds, like, playing video games. They're not drinking. Like, who who do you think these kids are? Well, wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know? <laughs> that I found out after the fact. like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. We would get shit-faced. I'm like, oh, what? Because like, just what? saying we're going over to play 2K is a lot better than saying, oh, yeah, we're going to go drink yeah. at my buddy's house tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, what? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I did not want to believe it because I'm like, I'm like I-, I always defended you. I'm like, no, they're good kids. Like, they're nerds. They play video games and play sports. They don't, they don't even know what drinking is. 
And <laughs> meanwhile, he's like, oh, yeah, we would do this. Oh, yeah. Like, it was this. I'm like, yeah. are you going to be fucking kidding me? But did you guys not drink at that age back then? Like, did, can you really I didn't drink until I was 21. Didn't. I didn't drink until I was 21. Then. <laughs> really? No, no, I'm kidding. I, 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 <laughs> okay, so when did you start drinking? <laughs> yeah, let's unpack it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know. Some, it was sometime in high school. We definitely. That's a big. Like, that's I'm a not going to sit here. I'm not going to sit here and say I started drinking when I was I turned 21. Right. But it was it was just sometime in high school probably. I can't remember the exact time and date, but yeah. it was my senior year. That's when I started. I know that for a fact. My senior year of high school. Yours was not your senior year. I know that. Don't even say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> probably like middle school. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Yeah. Me? You? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I yeah I was shit faced in eighth grade. It wasn't. That wasn't. Good. <laughs> I'm not saying that's recommended, but, but yeah, but yeah, we were bad. Yeah, I things were different then. Yeah, things are different now. I just learned of something that is absolutely fucking disgusting that I had no idea that high school girls do now. Okay. Um, and this is. I mean. Oh wait a second. Is this is this is is this the vodka and the, tam- yes. the tampon? Yes. Oh, you didn't know about that? No, we're old. Oh How yeah. F- <clears throat> guys do it too. Oh yeah, there I don't, was some I don't kid, have a vagine. There was some the butthole works. Some kid, <laughs> that's a, that's a one way that's a one way canal, I'm, pal. I'm telling you, there was some kid in high school, but he came into school the one day and he told us that on Saturday he took Hennessy and put it on a tampon and put it up his butt, and apparently it gets you, it, yeah, and apparently it gets you like hammered within like ten minutes, and he said it was the drunkest he'd ever been. Yeah, this is the problem with this world, man. This world is oh going to shit. Like who? Like, I just learned this on Friday. Like, Mia told me at the office, this is a thing that people do. I'm like, what? Like, are yeah. you shitting me? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I'm, <clears throat> the roller coaster rides over. Can I stop and get off? Man? Yeah. That's kind of, like, that's kind of uh, how I feel about it. Like, Yeah. Do you guys think, like, the world you're growing up in now, like, what is your perspective? Do you guys think we're, we're older, right? So we look at the world from a very different lens. Older. Older, yes. <laughs> from a very different lens. Do you guys think it's as fucking crazy as we think it is? Or is this just normal to you? No, it's nuts. Yeah, I would say it's crazy. It's I mean, nuts. There's things that like you guys look at that you think are crazy that I'm like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, like what? your obsession with people, guys wearing shorter shorts, and you thinking that shorts going right above the knee that irks you so much. That's just like that's just kind of part of the. Well, he's very fastidious about his yeah, fashion. Yeah, yeah, you well, are. No, that's like, a when thing I went you. to your when I went up to your it's school, I went up to your school, and the kid got out of the car, and he looked like he had on fucking like whitey tighties. Well, that was, was like, the those point. are shorts. That was the point for his thing. But you called my shorts short, and they were right above my knees. They were they were pretty short, dude. Yeah. Anyways, well, there's just things that I think. Like you guys look at that we're just kind of like, oh yeah, that's normal. But then there's things that I hear like in my brother's grade and now grades below us, and I'm like, like for instance, NA was a great school. Yeah, growing okay. up, it was like always good kids. They were ripping stalls out of the walls, rubbing poop all over the walls. <laughs> Why? Some girl OD'd on cocaine in the bathroom because they were doing a dog search, and instead of flushing it down the toilet, she figured oh. I'm gonna ingest it all so they don't find it. Yeah. Wait, she ate wow. poop. Yeah. No, 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 no. She ate like, cocaine. Like, she oh, was, I thought you said she, no, 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 she overdosed no. on it. People, <laughs> people would rub him. Like they had. I mean, even my senior year of high school, they closed on the bathroom for two weeks, and it was like keep your feces in the toilet. Like people were rubbing it on walls. You have to like a sign that says keep your feces yeah. in the toilet. Oh yeah, they had to lock down the bathroom for like three weeks because some wow. kid ripped a urinal out of the wall. They busted a sink. I don't know how these kids are doing it. We, we blew a couple of urinals up with them. Eighties and one hundreds actually. Ma's wouldn't do the job, but M one hundreds we blew a couple of those up. Yeah. That's all we did. <laughs> no one. We, we, we weren't inclined to touch shit. Yeah, that's disgusting. Like that's the shit that happens. Oh yeah, it's weird. 
It's, it's more crazy. so like not even crazy. Yeah, it's just nuts. like weird. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah. Like, why? What about in college? Like, what do you see different? Like, what's the crazy shit in college? Oh, oh I mean, crazy? I don't know. Here, or you just, have to also, when I go to a very mild college. Like, yeah, true. You, you, know, you think? Westminster. Well, ask you. Like you got to pay. Does anything goes down there? Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. School is just, everyone down there is just so weird. Like, yeah, and it's just like the whole mask thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've had to deal with like I the mask and oh stuff. Oh my god, but, um, it was terrible. Uh, so you can't. You have to wear a mask unless you get vaccinated. If you if you're still, not vaccinated, you have to get a test every Friday. You'd have to get a test every Friday. Still, to make sure. I don't know. They changed it in the spring. We didn't have to wear them in the spring, but in the fall, that's how it was. That's yeah. ridiculous. And then this summer, they implemented again. You got to wear the masks. Oh my god. So I don't know. Like when we go back to school in a couple of weeks, I don't know what the what it's going to be like, but. That's, that's how ridiculous. it was. Well, we had, just... they had a, they wanted to hit 80% vaccination rate for us to open up or at least get masks off for vaccinated people. And that was of, that was fall of last year and then going into springs, past spring. And we just never hit it. It was like stuck at like 75%. Yeah. Yeah. And so we never got to 80. And then finally in March, they just kind of lifted. It was spring break. They lifted the mask mandate. Yeah. It was over with. But, it, that whole time before that, there was you couldn't go in other people's dorm rooms. You couldn't sit two people at a table in the lunchroom. Oh, wow. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was oh, yeah. Our school was wow. horrible. But fraternity houses, initially, you couldn't have any guests at all. So it was just people living in the house. Are then you it surprised was, to hear that from a Christian university? You're not it's, Christian. it's no longer. It used to be a Christian university. Now it's a liberal arts school, and it's extremely I liberal. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah it's extremely liberal. Okay. Extremely liberal, yeah. Because you said oh, they told, how, many, how many genders did they tell you there were? Uh, 76. Oh, ours is the king yeah. of that. 76. Yeah, is the king. They got Love all that the type of school pronouns and yep, the emails. pronouns, yeah. all the genders. What's the new one you told me about yesterday? Zayzem. Yeah. <laughs> what's, his, what's his Zayzem? I don't know. I have no idea. He just told me this is a new thing yesterday. Zayzem. Yeah. Something like that. It's, uh, there's too many. Rock on that. I've decided if people want pronouns, why can't we have adjectives? Yeah, I want to be yeah. referred to by an adjective. Like, I'm, I'm a bad mother. Yeah. I'm, I'm right. From I'm now on, I'm, I'm bad mother Eric yeah. McKenna. Yeah. I'm brilliant and handsome. You must I'm refer to me as that. Awesome. I mean, you have a right to say that. <laughs> right. like, you know, if, if I, you know, and, and, and yeah, I, I feel, I feel bad about the incredible um, insanity. Yeah, that has been normalized mm-hmm. in academia. Cool. And it's it's a progression of decades. Of this yeah, nonsense. absolutely. But the last four or five years has mm-hmm. accelerated. Mm-hmm. And again, I am not against any peoples, any any anything. Mm-hmm. I want people to do their thing. Yeah. I just don't want to be mandated to, to do, do like them exactly, or do yeah. or do or make extra provisions in society. Yeah, yeah. that are nonsensical. Right. That's where I'm at with it. Well, and again, like I said the other day on the the other podcast we did, like there's, you know, you can believe whatever you want. Absolutely. And you, but don't, don't vilify me if I don't believe it and teach Mm -hmm. my kids that. Like I'm, I have the right to teach my kids what I believe, not, Mm -hmm. not what you believe, especially Mm -hmm. what you believe was not congruent with societal norms for the past 300 years or since people yeah. existed i feel like well there's people who can even say oh this is so fascinating so i was just going to say a lot of it isn't congruent with science yeah but it's interesting how a lot of the folks who are big science people when mm-hmm. it's convenient mm-hmm. then don't like science when it's not convenient correct mm-hmm. they that's pick exactly. and choose what science yeah. they want to yeah. believe yeah. they want to or when science works for them exactly that's it that's exactly it and, and that's the problem with today's world it's fucking crazy i yeah. the college experience is just i mean you were locked out of you, you couldn't even get into some unless you got vaccinated you couldn't even get into some building yeah right? they would lock you like your id just wouldn't work 
See, wow, they wouldn't even crazy. let you in. So that's it's ridiculous. That's it's, it's so stupid. See, Westminster would have done that if we had the money to get locks on our doors. <laughs> we couldn't do that. Yeah, we got to put our ID yeah, down. It's on expensive like a college, man. Yeah, Scan it in and walk, and then you can walk in. And then there's like two guards that sit at every building. So you got to walk in. You put your ID on the uh, little Scantron thing. It scans it green. Then you can walk in. Huh. That is insane, man. Yeah. Like it was it, ridiculous. Like co- my college experience was so different. Like so different. Like it was just no one gave a shit. You did what you wanted. Like no. Like I couldn't imagine. And I feel like if this happened when I went to college, we wouldn't have taken. We wouldn't have put up with this shit. Like we didn't listen to any rules. Like we we listened to no rules in well, college. That's, we didn't. We didn't. It was a different it. society then, though. Too true. Right? It was. Yeah. The you problem is, is you had those groups like like us where we were like, screw these rules. Like I'm yeah, gonna go yeah. up to the third floor and see. <laughs> but then now we have these just real softies rule followers who like they see you doing that and they're gonna go tell somebody and then yeah. there's nothing you can do. About is that it. so? Is that the majority of kids? Like, or yeah. Do you, so oh, the yeah. majority. Is, of kids I would with, say. Well, here's the thing. There's a there's a silent majority at Westminster of yeah. like I would say very like conservative like yeah. strong minded people right yeah compared to these like i honestly it's starting to look more like a 50 50 split really the problem is is it's a silent majority because if you say mm-hmm. something wrong mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. one of the to the wrong person there, <laughs> yep. your social life and everything about you out the window so That's, the cancel mentality cancel culture, cancel culture is a thing is a oh it is thriving it's, especially in college because especially a, a a, for too, a small for college sure. like mine where there's 1300 kids everybody knows everybody and the second you say something or something happens everybody knows so That's you have to like good. really watch everything you do and say, everything you post, because it can get bad. Such yeah, I know. Like you and I maneuver. I mm-hmm. Like you and I maneuver differently today yeah. than we even did like six, seven, eight years oh, ago. Absolutely, we have to. And and I, you know, I'm sure that they're they're maneuvering their life different yeah. than they did probably when they were younger too. In the business world, it's kind of frustrating mm-hmm. in a way. But I, you know, again. I don't set out to hurt anybody's feelings. No, I I just don't. I don't I don't set to do that. But I. But a lot of the humor in life is under attack too. Yes. It's all gone. Yeah, you think exactly right. It's yeah. almost all gone. Why you do you say that? I'm curious. Now. Why do you, why why do you, you say, say that? that? I don't know. You just can't joke around anymore. You can't mm-hmm. say. You really can't say anything anymore. Yeah, especially around maybe two, three of your closest friends at the most. Maybe to quote Dave Chappelle, he was talking in one of his specials, and he was talking about the baby. He's a rapper. Yeah. Um, he killed a dude in Walmart. Yeah. Like a couple years ago. Okay. Right? Nobody blinked. And then he was on stage and he said something about trans people or he said something about the gays and immediately got canceled. And they were like, (laughs) and he's like, you can shoot and kill somebody in Walmart, but you better not hurt a gay person's feelings. (laughs) And that's the truth now is because no matter, like I have no hatred in my heart for anybody. Right. Exactly. Like we all said, I do you. Yeah. Don't throw it in my face. Because because you were raised. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But I'm, I also have a somewhat dark sense of humor. I find things funny. So like making jokes with my friends, you make those jokes now. Yeah. It's over for yeah, you. No matter is. what you believe, no matter how good of a person you are, yeah. somebody hears that joke and takes it the wrong way, you're done. See, that's so frustrating. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Totally yeah. right. Yeah. Like the, some of the huge, well, I'm older than Rocco. <coughs> Quite older. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But some of the comedians that I grew up with that my parents did not want me watching, like George Carlin and Red Fox, even some of the old tapes of Lenny Bruce, which don't aren't even funny today. But that era of comedian was really coarse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you move into the early 80s, there was Eddie Murphy yeah, and I Richard Pryor. Yes. And they, I mean, this stuff was really something. Andrew yeah. Dice Clay. Later in the 80s, yeah. Andrew Dice Clay. There was just – but again, I am, I am okay if we evolve as a society. But 
in a short period of time, we've become ridiculously uber sensitive because people, I think, Mel, you guys tell me if I'm wrong, but it looks like to me a lot of people are looking to be offended. Mm-hmm. They're looking oh, to yeah. be egregious because oh, yeah. they want to feel important yeah. because they yeah. want to f- they want to mm-hmm. project their feelings and their egregiousness out there. Like yep. there's some kind of currency with that. Yeah, yeah. It's just how I observe it. No, I agree. And that's what we always talk about, right? I think that the problem is people are always looking to be offended to validate their importance. That's really what it is. Because, I mean, I don't I, – like I always say, and we've said it before, so that if you're offended, that's your problem, not mine. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. of, of being offended – like there, there's, there's, a there's a difference between, between uh-huh. saying something offended – or offensive or being offended, right? There are certain things you just say in life that can be completely offensive no matter what the sensibility of the person is. There are also things that you say that you're offended by, but it's not offensive in nature. And that's what I have a problem with. Like, you can and say that list is growing daily. It's like, yes, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like the sky's blue. It's like, well, that fucking offends me. It's not blue. Yeah. yeah. Not, I'm like, I believe it to be green. Right. It's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what I mean, it, and that's the problem. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? And then you guys are coming up in this generation where it's like, the fact that, I mean, in college, right, when I was in college, like, we did not give a shit. We said things to each other. We made fun of each other. Like, you know, I'm Italian. My best friend used to call me every derogatory word you could possibly call <laughs> yeah. Italian. Yeah. Like, he would call me up in the morning for, we had a gym class. He'd say, you up, Dago? Like, that's what he would say I, to me. Like, I get that every day from all my friends. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. so, every time we still do that. I mean, and it was just like, that was just, we had, no one took offense to it. And you could joke yeah. with people. And now it's like you're living through college where you have to worry about what you say and do and you can't even enjoy the experience like that's the frustrating part you can't even really enjoy the experience of just being in it and doing what you want without having to worry about consequences one hard part i think a lot of kids are running into now Mm -hmm. in terms of the dating scene and also finding new friends is like we, you know, I have Colin, those are my high school guys yeah, right. who I go yep. to school with now at college, but, you know, we've kind of grown our mentality. We have the similar senses of humor mm-hmm. and you're going to have your friends where you know you can joke around with them. The yep. problem is like what we've run into is like we meet these great people. We love them. Yeah. We have fun times, but we can't be ourselves around them and we can't do what we usually mm. do because of the fear of, well, we're going to offend them. They're, they're <laughs> liberal. So if we say something wrong, we make a wrong joke, even if, you know, we're all just drunk and somebody makes a stupid comment yeah. that yeah. is hilarious, but it's going to offend them. Like, you got to really be careful. And it comes down to, like, you want to date somebody. Well, can you be yourself with that person? Like, do they have the same uh-huh. beliefs? Interesting. They, you know, and it's it's becoming a struggle now. Yeah, how do you how do you even look at dating girls? Like, what? what uh, yeah, I'm curious now. Uh, but, dating girls right now is complete. From what you told me, it's completely different. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm like, yeah, like explain, explain to me. I'm curious your two perspectives, like how you guys go about. Cause you're, go. Yeah, please. You got cl- to be very clever. Yeah. Cl- okay. Yeah. What do you, you mean? You, you, you got to be different than everyone else. Okay. Yeah, and you used to say you always said it. You're like, oh, when I was in college, I used to date multiple girls at a time. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. Yes, you what did. You, you would know? say. You said. Yes, you did. I, I, yes, I believe did. that, Gabe. I yeah. absolutely yes, believe you that. Did. You said it many times because you said, "I'm not. I'm not like dating." Like you said that our dating is different than your dating. Okay. Okay. Yes. You said okay. I would date five girls at one time, and we were dating. Now <laughs> dating is you got one girl. Yeah. You talk to any other girl the yeah. wrong way, uh-huh. a little too flirty, you're done. 
I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, well, now you have more outlets, unfortunately, where where your partner can per- be even even if it's an incorrect perception, mm-hmm. yeah, can oh, yeah. can twist something around as being a flirtatious. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We didn't have oh, yeah, no. Instagram and social no, media. No. We had a telephone, right? Exactly. And, and when I girls. and when I say yeah. dating, it was like <laughs> yeah. I was just talking to different girls and like exploring relationships with them. I wasn't like dating. I might have took one out to dinner. Went out to dinner. So don't throw me under the bus, dickhead. <laughs> but when you did that, did you have to be very careful? No, it was like, no, because no, it was you weren't committed to a female until you said, I'm committed to you. Like the understanding that's was when you started dating someone, yeah. at least that's how I, I remember it when I was younger. Like if I was dating until I said, I am what we used to call it when we were in high school, like going steady. Yeah. Like once you said that, going then it's ex- together. Yeah, exactly. You were exclusive until. I said that word or made that commitment, I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. See, we and have, I didn't have to navigate that. I didn't have to say anything to anybody. Our dating is talking. Yep. And your and your it's going talking. steady is dating for us. So like when we're it's dating talking. is going yeah. steady and talking is your dating. The problem is Define yeah, talking. Like if you Snapchat a girl all of a sudden you're talking to them. <laughs> like if you go no. and hang out with them, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, you're going out, you maybe you go to a party together, you go out to get food together, she comes to your room and hangs out, whatever. I would say that's talking. Yeah, I, yeah and that is. Yeah, the that problem is. is if that one girl you're talking to finds out that you're talking to another girl, <laughs> that one girl that you're talking to is gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean is that no, is that, oh, that the same for you? Yeah, no, yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. You can't like You like, have to you, tread very carefully. You can't like girls' pictures on Instagram. Yep. You really? You can't like stop chat them. Yeah, see that's a whole level that's of maneuver whole... that just like I you know, I, I how do they even yeah. know if you like the girl's picture on Instagram? They could probably look it, it up. It'll, it'll like on the likes, it'll say like yeah. liked by, and then you can just search their name. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Oh yeah. Wow. You, you think they have all their yeah, ways of finding do. everything out. We'll find out. They we'll have their own. Out. They have their own club and their own techniques. Yeah. Well, who was the girl that liked you when I was at your school? What was her name? Chrissy uh, P. Yeah. <laughs> she like she was trying to get me to tell Gabe to date her. Yeah. Like when I went up to hung out, I went up and hung out with him one weekend. Oh, uh, um, she took the parent play. She took the she took the dad play. I'm like, you realize I'm his dad, and he took like, the wingman play. He's like, I'm wingman for you. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the, the, it was just like she's saying things. I'm like, you understand I'm his dad, right? Like. I'm not his boy. Like I'm not his buddy. Like you're, the, you're just I'm the last person. <laughs> well, you, you, you took should... on the wingman role pretty well, strong I mean, there, so you came across as a buddy. Well, in my boy. I mean, I had I had to like you know throw you. In. But I'm like when you weren't around. Yeah. She. I'm like I'm his dad. You know that right? But like when you were around, I'm like oh my like, game. Why are you, you know dating that, her? She's yeah. so nice. You should yeah. definitely be dating. Now, I mean, I could tell he didn't. There was nothing there. But... I don't. I don't believe anything that he just said. <laughs> okay. I know for a fact when I wasn't there, you weren't like oh I'm his dad. You were wingman me the whole no, time. No, all no. of my friends were telling me that you were. Talking Talking her the whole time and talking me up. Uh, listen, yeah. man, I'm just looking yeah. out for you, brother. Yeah, I know. All right. Okay, it. so, yeah, uh, virtual reality. Now, I know there's a virtual reality game and there's the meta universe coming and all this nonsense. And first off, I mean, they wanted you to put on virtual reality glasses at any point in your life yet. Yeah, check I, that have, out. I have a VR headset. I never have. Okay, you have, you have one. I have the Oculus Rift. You have the yeah. Oculus Rift. Okay, yeah. what's your thoughts about it? It is, it's almost undescribable because of the fact that, like, when I first put on the headset, they had this whole, like, intro thing with always, like, 
real bright, colorful things and like butterflies fly around. You can grab. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And like you're in it and literally you put them on. You can't see anything. Your eyes are cut off. It is just the screen. And you like set this barrier in your room and then you can go wherever. You can move your arms, interact with everything. It's crazy. And it's like you're yeah. literally seeing another world. So then like I have these like different shooter games and then like some like it was like a, you literally work a job in VR. It's kind of funny. But it's just how realistic it is. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It, you, you'd have to play it. It's called Job Simulator. You have to play it to understand it. But it's it's just crazy because you're literally living a separate life and, like, you're doing all these things in a completely different world. Yeah. And it's so realistic. Yeah. I've done it. Is what's the scary part is how realistic it is. I, we we have the Oculus Rift at home or the Oculus Quest, I Quest, think. Quest, yeah. And they have a, a boxing games on there. Oh, yeah. That was fun. I mean <laughs> – cool. I he was dripping in sweat, dripping in sweat. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm like trying to fight this dude. And this motherfucker, like he's gonna beat me. He's punching me. I'm like, fuck you. like it was like yeah. a Rocky game. And I'm like, literally, like you have to actually. I'm sitting there like just going crazy. Like it's so realistic. Like so, it's insane. Did you buy a seventy five dollars sweater for your avatar? Well, so that's what I I forgot about that part. That's the one. You better thing. not, because I'm the one that owes you money, dude. No, I don't buy any. So there's this thing called VR Chat. It's like the main part where everybody that owns an Oculus, you go in and there's like, like I said, you can't even describe it. It's just another world. Like you can take, you can find a girl in this virtual world. You walk up to her, you talk to her. You can take her bowling. You can go and eat food in this game. It's crazy. I don't play this, but like I've yes. seen YouTube videos of these guys doing it, and it's literally like you are living a entirely separate life in this virtual reality. And then that's where I'm like, what is it going to be like in ten years? Like if you can just sit here and live this virtual life, people are just going to start doing that. Yeah. Like, there's wow. a movie, Ready Player One. It's a whole movie about virtual yeah. reality. And is they it live- Aldous Huxley? Uh, yeah, yeah. The author, I think? Yeah, yeah. And they start living this, like, they're they're in a game, but yeah. they're all, like, in, like, these yeah. slum houses, and they, they're living in boxes, like the but Matrix. all they do It's like the play. Matrix, right? Yeah. They plug yeah. Neo in. And- yeah. It's crazy. So, my, so the reason I bring that up is, you know, so much of, I think, both of your lives, I'm going to guess, has has been around technology now do you remember not having a phone right you remember the 2000s when you didn't have a phone and we got you your your first phone was an iphone 4 i think yeah is that right that was 2012 yep when did you have your first phone you guys didn't let me get it for a while. Yeah. They they stuck we to dicks. that. I was like, the, we really were, because all my friends had phones. <laughs> my grandma offered to buy me a phone. They said no. It was like, I well, really I wanted a phone. 12, right? Huh? 12 or 13? I think it was 12 or 13. Yeah. 12 or 13, and yeah. I think it was like the iPhone 5. Yeah. It was my first one. Yeah. So, I, I'm like, who are you going like, to call? Like, who are you going to call? Well, she, yeah. You guys used to buy me the little, like, uh, burner phones like the ones you could throw away you like pay for <laughs> minutes and i was like oh this is cool i can call my friend for five minutes no i want to like text people and play games <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you were 10 and gwen would have been eight gwen was uh no yeah in 2012 you... i was probably 12 gwen was probably 10 no you were 11 probably okay then gwen was nine yeah okay yeah that's too early for gwen me. was just too early because she was never really using it just hey, well gwen to her credit she never even there was like her she would go like months and never even touch the phone yeah yeah i was really encouraged by that yeah <laughs> i don't know how it turned out in the end but ultimately <laughs> uh you know she didn't yeah. use the phone for a while I, um, I just think none of her friends had it so she had no point of really okay, so using it. so my my thing is so much of your world now, your adult, your semi-adult world, or your your teenage years leading into your adult world, has been sp- spent with this crazy social media era. Not the, you've always had the internet, right? You've you you don't remember a world without the internet because the internet was ninety five, ninety six, just at its yeah. inception. But yeah. you have spent your teenage years and your adult years to this point in the social media realm. Yeah. 
and all the extraneous crap that comes with that. So what him and I talk about often is the before times, the before the internet and then before social media. Yeah. yeah. And how age. and how a lot of things were a lot better in society. And these are two old men just rambling and ranting. I get it, but the way we communicated with each other on a human level mm-hmm. seemed to be a little more kinder and friendlier mm-hmm. in that era oh, yeah. than it is now. Oh yeah. Yep. And I, I just want to get a little feel from both of you, like how what is it like living in this world? I realize it's all you know, but what yeah. is it like having this having face to face communications? On one half of the equation, but also having all kinds of other communications mm-hmm. on a text or visual screen basis. It you just start. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't think you really know people like authentically, especially on social mm-hmm. media, because yeah. no one's going to mm-hmm. post bad things that happen to them. Right. They're just going to put on yep. the internet things that are good. Yep. Yeah. What's going on in their life, but you don't really know anyone truly over the internet for sure. Mm-hmm. And spe- yeah, I just th- I just think the world honestly would have been better off without it. Just because, yeah, you you just don't know who someone truly is with the yeah. social media. Doesn't it's not authentic at all. Yeah, absolutely. I, just, I don't know. I just feel like it's it kind of it's good. It has its benefits for sure. And everyone you can communicate with people that you didn't know existed yeah. and stuff. But do you really know them? Yep. I don't know. I I have a like a a fifty fifty split because I love it and I hate yeah, it at the same I time. Agree. Yeah, it's um, good and bad. Like he said, it's great for communications, networking, talking to your friends, making plans. It has, you know, funny Instagram mm-hmm. stuff. Sure. But at the same time, like we were talking about in terms of dating, like there's a lot of insecurities for people yep. who come from Instagram and all yeah. these different yep. things. So that is now added on. And social media has made things like problems in people's lives so like normal that they, they just kind of accepted it. And like, oh, mm-hmm. well. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. No. And, you know, and it, they've normalized all these different things through social media. But yet at the same time, like, I live on my phone. And mm-hmm, I would sure. – I hate that I do. But, like, my yeah. phone gives me so much just yeah. – right, I can text my friends. I can uh-huh. snap them. We can go on YouTube, watch mm-hmm. movies. That Like, if I didn't have it, I don't know if I'd be yeah. as happy as I am, right? But at the same time, it takes away – people are keyboard warriors and they'll yeah. sit yes. behind their phone and they'll go at you and they'll say all these terrible things. But mm-hmm. the second you see him in person, it could be some 110-pound scrawny little dude who's right. talking all the smack on the internet, <laughs> making you feel like trash. But right. he would never say that in person. Right. And people, they just go out to get you because there's no repercussions on yeah. social media. Yeah. What, what, I, what I think is happening with your generation, I think you both communicate very well. I think it's people are losing the ability to communicate face-to-face mm-hmm. because they're so reliant on social media. So, like, I know, like – People we've interviewed for jobs at our firm that are younger, it's like I can tell if someone's a good communicator or not, like face-to-face and interpersonal communication, and they're few and far between. Like you guys both know how to communicate, obviously. You're having no problem sitting here talking with you know with four of us. Like that's a skill set right now. And with your generation, like that's a skill. And utilize that and literally make that – Make that a priority in your life, being able to communicate face to face. I tell you, it'll just bode well in the job market. But I think that's a problem I see with all these communication channels. Like they're, they don't, you don't know how to communicate with emotion anymore, with inflection in your voice, yeah. with passion behind. It's just like I can just type, I can just type exclamation point. I'm excited. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's taking away the ability to read other people mm-hmm. and communicate in a way that's effective. That's what I think is happening. Well, I also think it's made people 
extremely lazy. Like I'll say, like I can't even imagine what it would have been like not having it back then. Because like, what are you gonna do? I'm not gonna just lay in my bed all day. Like I'm gonna get up and go do something. Whether yeah. it's go we work, did shit. Yep. We did shit, exactly. dude. We did shit. Now I'll lay in my bed. I'll I'll lay in my buddy's basement with my buddy in the dark for like six hours and just be on Instagram in silence. And like we're cool because like we're together hanging out. It is what it is. But like. If I didn't have that, like we'd be out doing things. Maybe yeah. I'd go be working and making money. But I was gonna say, when you could get a fucking job, it's, no. But it's it's the truth, and it's like I can't stop it. It's become such an addiction yeah. to where I want to just sit uh-huh. there and just be on my phone, and it <laughs> like agree. brings a little bit of a little bit of peace. Yeah, it does. But I also wow. wish that times that I didn't have it, so that it would force me to get up and go do something and like be productive. It's a choice, dude. Put yeah. it down. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, so hard. Everyone else is on it. Exactly. I understand. Everyone else exactly. is on it. Like, but what do you what do you what do you fear you're gonna miss? Like why? Like what? Like it's obviously a fear of missing it's out not, on something. I would no. I don't think it's a fear of missing out on something. I think it's just it's so much more enjoyable than the idea of getting up and going and doing something. And two, if if you're gonna put it down, you, you need your friends to put it down with you. Yeah. Because if you're I, the okay, only one to put I it understand down, that. then you're still not gonna have anything to do. You're gonna just be by yourself. While all your friends are still doing their thing. So if it's gonna be a put mm-hmm. down thing, it's got to be a collective put down thing. Yeah. It's so ingrained in you, cause especially. Yeah. It's like 10 years we, we've had phones, yeah, so yeah. it's like I half our it. lives, essentially. We've had quite, something in our hand that we can just text our I look at it like an addiction. I mean, it's quite yeah. literally an addiction. Yeah, I agree. It yep. is. Wow. It's there's a thousand no way, percent an addiction. A thousand percent it's an addiction. Yep. There's, I mean, you'll get Absolutely. withdrawals. Put your phone down and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I don't know what to do. Like, I know. <laughs> we need to break this addiction, boys. It's true. <laughs> I feel like we need to start uh, Phones Anonymous. So when the, I, I think of my life, and romantic relationships. So I think going back, even the most primitive ones when I was very young and just dating and meeting at a pizza hut. And mm-hmm. the beauty of all of that for me, all the way through my life, is the time spent with whoever I was in a relationship yeah. with. And it's the facial expression. Yeah, you know, there certainly was phys- there's physical part and a sexual part. But I mean, just the time together. Yeah, sure. Dinners, conversations, mm-hmm. going places, mm-hmm. listening to them, un- trying to understand. There's, in my opinion, to carry a relationship on mainly via text message mm-hmm. with a, a significant other, you're missing so much of the communication experience without the facial expressions, the the pitch of the voice, the the volume changes in the voice, the. Mm-hmm. You miss so much of what we can give each other that it's a world that I really am sad for. Yeah. I'm sad for it, man, because it really is desens- desensitizing what I knew to be the richness yeah. of life. And you can carry it on to friendships as well, too. Yeah. You guys are used to it. Now, you yeah. just said you're in the basin with your friend, your buddy, yeah. but you're not talking to each other. You're talking to, you know. You're talking to a device, but yeah. you're there, so it's kind of cool. To, that's what hanging out is now. Yeah, hanging oh, yeah. out before it was yeah. going to a yeah. coffee or playing basketball or doing something yep. where mm-hmm. devices that's were down. Yeah, and exactly. you're shooting the shit or jagging each other off, whatever. Yeah. That was living, man. Yeah. But, I don't know what you just described. I don't know what that it, is. It, I don't know what this this is being in the room together, but just staring into the device oh, and yeah. not communicating with each other. Well, you, you what show is each that? Other, you show each other. You're on TikTok. You find funny videos, yeah. you look at it, uh-huh. you're on Twitter. You, you know, we're not like just sitting there in pure silence. Like we'll sit there yeah. and talk about sports or talk yeah. about different, Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. Right? But it's, it's like insane. it's hanging out, but we're just hanging out in a room on our phones opposed to going out and playing basketball or going out to the store or whatever. It's just kind of 
we're as happy probably as we would be if we went out, but we're just sitting there laying on our phones, talking, showing, looking at funny videos. Well, what, well, what about Xbox. what about dating? Well, like, how do, how so, do you maneuver that? Like, do you go to me, dinner I anymore? Do you? Do, I think it's ha- like hampered so many people. I mean, myself included. I feel just there's no. I don't. I don't know if I have the confidence to even go up to anyone. That's yeah. well. That, that's you guys yeah. got to one get that, but grow some balls. No, but it's like but, but it's no. like everyone does it. Most people do it over their phone now. Yeah. Well, here's you know the thing. I mean? like, I'll, I'll challenge you that because that's that brought up a point. So. Think about the, the power of communication, right? So, so if a girl texts you mm-hmm. and says, I really like you, what do you think? Like that's, that's all it says. I really like you? Yeah. Like she cool. says, I really like you. Great. But, like, yeah. Okay. But if, but, <laughs> yeah. but if you meet her in person, she says, I really like you. What does that mean? Great. Okay. What, if, what, if, what if it's, I really like you? Like those are all three I, different well, ways of I communicating. I know what you're saying, but I think like, the, guy has like, to, the guy has to like initiate the conversation of first. So I think it's... It's harder on our part because we got to build up the courage to go up to them. But what I'm saying is, think about think about what you're losing by doing it via virtual. Oh no, no. Let me, because you you just mentioned it. And I compl- You don't understand the amount of fights that I got into with Mel when we dated solely because of texting. Because right. when she says something like, "Yeah, I'm fine," right? I think it's coming out as, "Yeah, I'm fine," but yeah. really, it's, "Yeah, I'm fine." That goes and back centuries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's that whole like you lose the, the tone. way. Yeah, the t- you can your texting is tone deaf, and you have no idea if somebody's happy, sad, yeah. angry. Exactly right. Yes. Yeah. And the emoji is a the emoji is a poor attempt mm-hmm. to add inflection to texting. Yeah, and even that's yeah. misinterpreted. Yeah, Absolutely. and misused. Oh yeah, emojis are totally misused. There's so many the, just random ones that don't emojis. even matter. Yeah. yeah. So so going back to your point, so you you said you guys even lack the confidence to go up to someone. Now you guys both seem like confident guys. Very very. I wouldn't say. I mean, I, for me, like, I don't lack the confidence. It's just so, it's so different awkward. now. It's so awkward. Like, the way yeah. that girls operate. You is, don't know what they're going to say. You have no <laughs> idea what they're going to say. And the second you mess up, right, you go up to the wrong girl, okay. you're going to get made fun of all over Instagram. You're yeah. going in the sorority Snapchat group chat. You got so much to Man, risk now. Man, that is now. sad. So really? I, sad. I live my life just kind of doing my thing. Okay. And if if the right girl comes my way or if yeah. I meet a girl just kind yeah. of off to the side of the party, I'll run with that. But I, yeah. it used to be, oh, I'll just go up to a group of girls and talk to them. You do that now, you risk a lot. I know. You're really, really throwing yeah. it on the line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Especially, I feel like at a school like Pitt, that's just like massive. Yeah. yeah. There's so many girls and like so many like people around like watching you. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're like walking out of class, like probably out of class towards like 100 people sometimes when you're walking yeah. out of like a big yeah. seminar class and you want to go up to someone. Everyone's right there. Yeah. What are you going to do? She says no, where you say something weird and everyone's right there that could say but something, what's, do what's something. The, but think about it. What's the? Because I used to think that when I was younger, right? But now as I'm as I've gotten older, I look back and I'm like, what's the worst that could have happened? They said no, not interested. Okay, well, that's cool. what that's what it used to be. Now the worst that can happen is you go and get, you get torn canceled. apart in a group chat by forty <laughs> but, but different torn, girls. But, but who, torn apart by meaning what? Like meaning what would they say? They're like, ooh, this so guy's go, weird. So oh. if you go up to a girl and just say, hey, how are you? Like and they're like, oh, this dude's fucking weird, and we're gonna put it in a Snapchat group. I don't. Yeah, it, that's, what's that's weird what about is. that? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Great question. That's how girls. And I'm not saying all girls are like this, but yeah. there are these uh-huh. groups of girls that take these. Like, it's just dating, relationships, romance is just so different now. Is they it because these it, groups they think find they're it better? funny to like turn on guys? They like giggle with their friends. Hi, did you see him try to come up to me? All that stuff. And guess what? I'm just gonna say something that's gonna sound like a dickhead thing. Those are the women that are single at 50. Yeah. Because There's, they because yeah. they think they're better, mm-hmm. and that's it goes both ways. That goes, yeah. not just males yeah. and females. It's like what I, what I've learned looking back. Like 
be a kind human being. Mm-hmm. Like if you like life is so much easier if you're just kind to people. Yeah. Even if you're not yeah. interested in someone, you never make them feel like an asshole. Yeah. You never make them feel like someone lesser than they than they are. Like that is just because I I know people like that. Like I know people growing up that were like that, and those women are still single to this day because yeah. they still think they're that girl that like no like sorry <laughs> yeah. you're yeah. like mid forties like yeah. no not interested like what in in like to those girls like I, <laughs> that's frustrating to hear because it's like the world is so much easier if you just operate from a place of the world and out here yes. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier yeah. than the world in this fucking thing. Yeah, oh, absolutely yeah. right. Hundred yeah. percent. Now, now, I know this seems more fun at times. Yeah, but I mean, this podcast exists because for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons is I just simply wanted human beings to look at each other in the eye and talk about things. Yep. Yeah, because it's just not happening in society. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with the the trend of coffee shops and all this stuff, you mm-hmm. know, even that. I mean, Starbucks are empty. Yeah, they man. get yeah. their drink and they're gone. Yeah. No one's sitting yeah. talking Place to anybody. Order, yeah. up and leave. Yeah. Nobody is. is sitting and talking. And we had a pandemic, which further pushed us away from each other yeah. for a while there. Yeah. I, I just, it's heartbreaking to hear, because I know both of you guys are pretty assertive. Got You guys got yeah. it together. Yeah. But to say that you're, you know, it, that you're, there's a confidence level to have human connection with a female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just horrifying to me. Yeah. You just don't know what you're getting on the other side. Yeah, you really don't. Unless you... Well, well, that's the exciting... That was always the exciting part. That's what I loved about it. It's like, (laughs) huh, like, wonder what's going to be in this one. Like, yeah, like, it was well, like, it was like you open up a conversation, like and, you, and but, then you have this right after. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's see, just, that's yeah, and that's and maybe that's where I when the concept of bullying came out, mm-hmm. his brain and my brain because of our age, we thought of bullies being a traditional bully, like you know, you know, the one that would hound you on the way home and beat yep. you up on the way home, oh, yeah. or yep. or no, yell no, and call you nasty names in front of a group of people, yep. and you know that kind of stuff. But the bullying today goes far beyond yeah. what we're familiar oh, with. It goes right. onto the web and in chat rooms and, mm-hmm. and basically bullying. embarrassing you out of yeah. out of just trying to take normal human interaction. Yeah, yeah. which is insane to it's me. Completely insane. Yeah, thank God. I'm glad I didn't have to deal with that. Yeah, no, I couldn't imagine. And again, like when you're saying, like you don't know what's on the other side. Like that's interesting because. To me, that was always was the beauty of that, life. That was the beauty yeah. of it. It's like, like I don't, I, I want to learn more about this person. Like I'm, I, I'm, att- I think she's attractive, like decent personality. Let me see what she's about. Like that was always the fun of it, right? Like trying to unpack who the person yeah. was. And so let me if it works. let me ask you about the question. So you got, you know, you've always been in the bars downtown, you know, with your friends. You go out and you 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 know you meet girls there, right? People, there's socialization. There's things like that happen. Yeah. We did that. Yeah. 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 So you are socializing and meeting girls and women, and you're talking and having conversation. That's all taking place, right? Here's here's one. Does thing that I'll, happen? Yeah. Yes. So, oh, sorry. Hold on. Um, like we have frat parties all the time, right? You got 200 people in our base. So how does that look like? What does what does a frat party look like in 2022? Oh, if wow. I was if Rocco and I were walking down the stairs, just observing, <laughs> invisible, we were just observing the room. Yeah. What see, would we see? If you walk into our basement, you walk down the stairs. You got a big. I'd probably say if you made about. Another one of these long and a little bit wider. That's our basement. You'll have just it's just lights going crazy. We got a little DJ booth in the corner, and then everybody's just in the middle dancing. There's yeah. people on yeah. the edges talking. Some people sitting on couches talking. Mm-hmm. Besides that, majority of people yeah. are in the middle just dancing. 
and that's kind of that's what a frat party. But is. that's cool. Yeah, there's human yeah. expression there. Oh yeah, right. No, that, that's the thing is like there is human expression. Are they are they dancing like this on the dance floor? No, no, thank God, no. Some okay. girls are. Some girls love to take out their phones and Snapchat everything they do at parties. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of a rare exception. On the dance floor. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, yeah. There's girls. And especially just at, like, bars. And stuff. Yeah. Okay, okay so, so a little abridged. Just, just yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. Indulge me. Go right back to this. Yeah. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. if you – when I turned 21, if I dare whipped out a fucking camera, mm-hmm. especially with a flash in a bar – yeah. I would get my ass beat. Oh, yeah. no, people oh, do yeah. it all the time. Yeah. The bar was a place where things stayed in the bar. Yeah, exactly. People were yep. meeting there, yep. you know, legitimately yep. or not legitimately. You never saw people shooting photographs no, right, you're right. in a bar. Yes. Ever. Yeah, people right. take pictures all the time. All Ever. The, okay, all so, the time. so good. Continue. All the time. Um, so, like, not to say that, like, I forget where we were at, but you go down in a basement you're like you'll talk to people and you'll meet girls like i've met a bunch of different girls right and i go and become friends with them i think one of the biggest problems you say go become friends define that for me what's what's becoming friends with somebody like like, are you just virtual friends well that's what i'm saying a lot of some situations will be you'll go up to a girl say she'll be talking to two other girls who you're friends with you'll meet this girl and then you'll be like hey can i have your snapchat that's what it is now. <laughs> yeah, that's so what it is. So it's hey, can that's I have your Snapchat? Yeah, that's what it is. You want to talk yep, like that totally. is the the current age of like ask asking a girl like for her number or or ask starting to okay. talk and become friends. You ask for their Snapchat, okay. and then the question is, well, the next day, yeah, well, do I Snapchat her first or do I wait for her to Snapchat me? Are we it's ever going to talk it, again? Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a mystery. You just it's don't, a mystery. You, you don't know what to do. Honestly, and then and then what what hurts wow. the worst is when you Snapchat first and you don't get anything back, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, well, that's shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what if she read it and doesn't say anything back? That's, that's what happens. That's what happens. Yeah, that's that's what what I'm saying. Uh, she opens it and doesn't respond, and you're like, "Well, that's over." <laughs> that's that is the current day. Yeah, like you know, you'll is. have those occasional things where it'll be like the girl will come back with you that night, or you'll go up wherever, and you'll hang out until like three in the morning. But a lot of the interactions are, "Hey, can I get your snap? We'll maybe talk tomorrow." And then then it's a fifty fifty on whether you do or don't. See, so like when we were growing up, it was like if you got someone's number, it was like, "Do I call them the next day? Do I wait a few days?" That's like it was always yeah. not yeah, me, man. Just, I, call, I, call, I called right yeah. away, and if she don't dig me, I'm on to the next one. It would to yeah. me. I, I didn't yeah. get a. I just didn't get a like personally. Now, once I got older, when I was in you know nine, tenth, eleventh grade, even a senior, I still had all that. Once I got out of high school, it was just like you know, and there's. This is horrible. This is the this is the dating vi- advice I got from a guy one time, but it honestly set me right. And it sounds degrading, and it wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. He basically said, "Women, and you can reverse this. Women are like like a bus. If one doesn't work out, there'll be another one around the corner in ten minutes. Yeah. And women can say yeah. that about men too. Absolutely. The point yeah. was." There's going to be a lot of opportunities yeah. if you put yourself out there and don't have and it isn't having balls. It's just it's not being not be per, don't get personally invested mm-hmm. so deeply yeah. in an initial contact. Yeah, you know, what yeah. I, move on. Yeah. Yes, what I'm waiting for, and this might you know sound old of me to say, but I'm waiting to like mature and like get older till I start like really trying to get serious with a girl because yeah. nowadays, like Smart. we were saying, girls. I like that actually. Yeah, like, I, I do they're, too. They're yeah. so like immature that. and childish, and I I think to myself that I have a rather mature like social media. You got to text them twelve hundred times a day, or else they think mm-hmm. you're mad at them. Whereas I'm just living my life, doing yeah. my things. I'm not on my phone at all times. Yeah, Though, that's ruined that aspect of it. Yeah, and then they get mad so easily, and you got all these little things, and it's just the immaturity level. I would rather just be grown adults. We all have our own lives or working yeah. jobs. Yeah. And then you'll find the right person, not trying See, to find some girl in a college party. I think that that is a baked-in benefit for the way I look at life. So yeah. I, I, I had Austin when I was 
I was 35 years old when mm-hmm. he was born. Or just I was 34, almost 35 years old, and uh, his mother was 33. Now, granted, I'm not saying everybody should wait that long. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that I didn't have the maturity. I will tell you, I've yeah. told this a million times. In my 20s, I did not have the maturity to have a mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. I but and I felt pressure, yeah, because yeah. in my generation, people were getting married at 19, 18, 22, mm-hmm. 23, 24. I wanted to wait. Because I knew I was, it wasn't sowing my wild oats. I did a little bit of that too. But ultimately, I just was me, 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 me. I yeah. was just so effing selfish. Yeah. And I knew when I met his, his mother that, you know, yeah. it's the right time, it's the right person. Mm-hmm. I need to be, I need to stabilize my life some. Mm-hmm. I think my, my point is you let somebody else tell you it's the right time. Don't look for other people. Because you feel it's the right time. Does that yeah. make any sense? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so this, the, if this whole yeah. environment is actually pushing you to a later date for marriage, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. No, I, I, I always say if I look back at life and just men, and I'm speaking men, because there's four of us here, I don't think men are mentally mature enough to be married until your early to mid 30s. I just don't think you're mentally mature enough because in your 20s, like, I got married at 29. I didn't even know who I was. Like, oh, yeah. you don't figure out who you are as a man yeah. until I believe your mid 30s. And that's, and, and when you figure that out, that's when you understand what's important, what's not important, what to focus on in life, what not to focus on. In your 20s, like, I look, I look back at my 20s. Like, I had you at 24, mm-hmm. just graduated law school, like, just trying to figure out who I was as a man and as a father and as a lawyer. And it's a lot to deal with. And I think, you know, when you when you get into relationships and even now because society's so different, there's so much more information and there's and things happen so much faster. I don't think men men I think we mature later than women anyways. I think it's just women are way more mature than men in a lot of I don't of instances. know if that still holds true with this uh, I, new society. I'm using a generalization. Yeah, right? I don't I know, think, but I'm just saying I, I honestly don't know if that still maybe holds it's true. Not, but I think for a man, I, I don't I don't believe you really figure out who you are until you have a three in that your age. I believe that I believe. like and, and and once you hit 40 like to me like 40s are really when you're like I know exactly who I am yeah like there's no question anymore and yeah. I think I think to try and and you're right like like the relationship will find you when it's the right one yeah. um and just keep living your hot boy summer man yeah, I had to throw it in there, man. I had to. Yeah, like that whole that whole talk about dating. Like, I'm not looking to date. Sure, right. I'll talk to girls. Yeah, okay, you might make out with one one night, but you're not going to have that emotional sure. connection, yeah. and I don't sure. want that because it's college. And yeah. like, yeah. I want to be able to hang with my friends whenever I want because yep. I want to take advantage yes. of the fact that I'm with them for two more years. Yeah, I'll have the rest of my life to be married and stay with one girl. Yeah, I'm not. I might not have my friends for the rest of my life. Yeah, exactly. I got a year left too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and taking, you shouldn't be in a relationship where, where you feel like you have to do certain things. Exactly. Like you want to do things. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you should not feel like you have to text this person 15 yep. times a day. Uh-huh. You should be in a relationship where you want to text that person 15 times a day. Yeah. yeah. And and if you feel like there's the pressure to do that, you need, that's telling you right there that's not the right person. Yeah. So uh, I don't think he, he knows this story completely, but I think it's appropriate for me to share this because I got a, a, a personal f- uh, story as to why I feel so strongly about – getting to a maturity level before getting wrapped up emotionally in a relationship and why it's so important. So his uncle, my brother passed away from heroin in 96. 
Brian was a a, a very um, determined. Matter of fact, when I, well, why I think Rocco and I work so well is because Rocco's determination toward fitness and all that is very reminiscent of what I remember my brother having in the eighties. I mean, like just dedicated to it. Yeah. However, what Brian did not have was the rest of the maturity component. Mm-hmm. He entered his mid twenties not caring about anything else in the world except just meeting girls and relationships and working out. Yeah. So the maturity thing had not mm-hmm. hit him. He got wrapped up with a girl uh, around the same time he got hurt, got involved in the rave culture, um, was so heartbroken over this girl, uh, got involved in drugs, actually followed this girl to Tampa. The girl really didn't want anything to wow. do with him, but he was so wrapped up that he was going to start a new life in Tampa, <clears throat> Tampa chasing this girl. And I'm not blaming the girl at all, but I'm saying she was part of the reason why his maturity was stunted. He just wouldn't mature, mm-hmm. and at you know, and and died at uh, at 24, right? So 25. Wow. He just, you know, he just didn't get started mm-hmm. because he was so emotionally wrapped up in having to have obsessing about having to have that. The one, yeah. or having to have that female comfort at a point in his life where he had other great disciplines, but he really should have been focusing mm-hmm. on finishing his degree and getting a job and starting his life. Yeah, you yeah. see, but that whatever, and, and then maybe it was just the way he was wired. But I just think that 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 lack of maturity emotionally mm-hmm. and structure in his life kind of sent him down a bad path. And had he had a little more, more maturity, if he could have taken that discipline for working out and being Mr. Pittsburgh and all that and translated that into career and the rest mm-hmm. of it, he would have had enough self-confidence to probably be, be patient enough to wait for the right relationship, not chase yeah. in desperation the emotional. He was emotionally weak in that regard. Yeah. It didn't serve him well in that circumstance. So selfishly for me, when I see my son, you know, pragmatically looking at, at dating and getting through college and all that, I'm actually okay with it. Yeah. I don't like the whole culture of this, yeah. and, but, but I, my biggest fear was that my children, and, and they're still young, mm-hmm. but that they would, they would get wrapped up in a relationship and kids at a very young age because mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah, sure. It, it's just a path, but I think it makes life a little harder mm-hmm. oh, yeah. when you have children in a deep, serious relationship in your early twenties. Yeah. Yeah. You're not that's, mature. That's my, that's my shit. I, I believe, and almost all of my friends agree that. I don't think it's possible, and I give a lot of credit to the people who come out of college or go through high school and have this girlfriend all the way through and they make it through. I don't see it possible, fine, unless she's that one. Like, unless you find somebody you work so well with where you have the same goals, the you're going to find, yeah, mm-hmm. that you're yes. going to find that person to get through college and get through high school and make it into your early 20s. Because who, the second I graduate college, I could go move to Florida to get a job, yeah, right? right? And then the girlfriend yep. might stay in Pittsburgh. Yeah. You're, you're wasting all these years and all this time. For somebody that then you might end up being heartbroken that you got to split up with, but you have to because you have to go figure out your life. You have to get a job. You have to figure out what you want to do in mm-hmm. life. And unless, like we said, she's a unicorn, it's I don't think it's possible. I really yeah. don't believe it's possible. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's, it's just it's just it's just probably not smart. Yeah. Like why even put yourself through that if exactly. in the end you're going to be moving somewhere else or she's going to be moving somewhere else. There's too much in life to figure out right now. Like yeah. we're, we're at like our peak of growing and figuring things out, and then having somebody just kind of. You know, that you then have to, you have to handle somebody else's entire other life, right? Yeah. Like you have to be there for them through everything. You got to figure out life together, but that's kind of hard when you're both at such critical points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think too, like you're not, you're, you, you don't know who you are and you change as a person, right? Mm-hmm. You change as a man. And I think 
your 20s are this transition period where just all these things go through your head and these just you look at the world so different in all these different respects and i think yeah. and, and i mean I'm, that's me just in general like i'm constantly mm-hmm. growing i'm 44 like i'm always looking at how do i better myself how yeah. do i you know so it's it's hard i couldn't imagine like the girl my high school sweetheart like you know we're still friends to this day but our paths have just diverged like i couldn't imagine staying with her and you know and marrying her you know we dated in college for a little bit i couldn't imagine that and i I know a few people in my life that have married their high school sweethearts and they're my age and i think they have i think they have a good life they put together out of necessity not out of pure love and passion like it's like okay we made it to this point we've invested all these years like, let's just do what we got to do to make it work. And there's yeah. no, and you can see they're just, it's, I don't want to say an empty shell, but it's, it's a good business partnership. It's not a marriage. Well, you haven't, if you choose your mate when you're 18, you haven't lived yet. Right. And I would, and I would make the argument right. by the time you're 30, 33, you're starting to live. Mm-hmm. You know, your 20s are what they are. And, and, you know, and that's what's different about society. Cause yeah. I will tell you that, you were expected, and even the generation before me, mm-hmm. the generation coming out of the fifties and sixties, these kids were going to war, you know, which I, we still kind of do, but going to war at 18, 19, yeah. you know, marrying at 20, having three kids by the time they're 24. Yeah. And their grandparents by the time they're 35, yeah. you know, so everything that's gets crazy. accelerated. And, and, and again, that's a way, it's a path. I'm not saying it's bad or good. Mm-hmm. I think it's difficult. Yeah. I think it is difficult. Well, I feel like, I mean, I was, I know I was young, but I was in a relationship in high school from what I was 16 to 20. We broke up last year. So I wasted my junior and senior year of high school. And then my freshman. I hope she doesn't listen to this. I wasted. (laughs) Okay. I didn't, I didn't waste. That's not what I meant at all. But like, in terms of like. That's a harsh (laughs) word, man. Yeah. Yeah. I hope she doesn't listen. That's a hard. I didn't mean it that way. But those years of like figuring my life out and meeting new people and branching out was gone because of that relationship yeah yeah. and so then once i got out of it and i was in college and not because of her or because of the relationship but it was great it just didn't work in college once i got out it was like an entirely new world Mm -hmm. like i had way more free time i didn't have all this worry there was no there was a lot of stress off my shoulders i got to meet all these new girls got to make all these new friends different friend groups life was just smoother and easier and i was like this Mm -hmm. is better i'll find the one eventually but like I've, i've been enjoying the single life i love it man yeah yeah, you feel the same way? No, I definitely feel the same way. Yeah. So much more freedom. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's and like when you get out of college and you get your your quote unquote first real job, which yeah. I don't even know that's even true anymore. Everything blends together now. But yeah. but uh, you know, having your own apartment and you know running it the way you want to, and yeah. coming home at night and shutting the door and having to be uh, having to own up to no one else to have that privacy and to have mm-hmm. that you know it's not for everybody, mm-hmm. but I think that. You know, it's for a lot of people, male and female. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, I come from a generation when a woman was single in her twenties, late twenties, early thirties. This rest of society would start looking at her like, "Oh, what's wrong with her?" Yeah. We don't live in a society, thank God, no. like that anymore. Yeah, but that was a thing. Yeah, you yeah. know, you were supposed to be married off yeah. by twenty five, twenty six, twenty eight. Yep, you know, it's different now. It's a lot different now. It's a lot different now, and, and 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 I think in that regard of society, I think that's much better. I, th- I think the, the, I think women in the workplace over the past fifty to eighty years is the 
one of the best things that ever happened to this country yeah. because the brain trust of all of this stuff we see and enjoy came mm-hmm. a lot from women. Yeah. You know, we don't live that way anymore. Yeah. Thank God. But again, you know, you get into a relationship, you start living with someone, you got to respect their work schedule, your work schedule, mm-hmm. you invariably get a pet. And now you got to manage mm-hmm. this pet and mm-hmm. responsibilities. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just a cycle. Yeah. It's it just, a, it's just a cycle. So I want to uh, ask you a question. Me. I'm gonna put you on the spot. All right. Try to embarrass your dad a little bit here. Oh, I love right. that. Oh, please, thank you. I want to ask you what you admire most about your dad, mm-hmm. and if you're if there's a moment of time in your life, or if there is an accomplishment or some moment in time which kind of not only attaches itself to what you admire about him, but might be the center of it. Hmm. Uh, well, I'll say he's always taught me, and I, you know, it. I think, and I truly believe that it carried over to my life. Like, there's no questions asked. But his hard work. And his leadership that he shows just even through just his daily life, like the way that he carries himself, the way that he communicates his mannerisms, but then also his level of like kindness and understanding and not being like super hot headed and set on his way, his way, his way. He's open, but he leads and he puts in the work to get whatever he wants. And I would say the thing that like sticks in my brain is his firm. Like I remember when he first started it years ago, it was like he was working from home and he was just kind of figuring things out. And now look at it. It's doing amazing and so then like that carries over into my life like he gave me that passion to work and i was you know i was a leader on the football team right i was Mm -hmm. one of the captains for multiple of those games right and i've seen it carry over to my life you know now i'm the vice president of fraternity i'm going to probably be the president next semester Mm -hmm. so these qualities that he taught me growing up have carried over significantly into my life like uh like like confidence and assertiveness things like that just kind of like being a what he, I think he used to say, being a comforting voice that people will trust and listen to. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's and, pretty accurate. And, yeah, right? I'm pretty <laughs> that's sure pretty you good. said that exactly. yeah, You remember good. that. That's, yeah. that's actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. He said that, and then that, that has always stuck with me. Just It's yeah. always in the back of my head. And so uh-huh. when we do things like through football or through the fraternity, I try to lead, and I, but I'm also an open voice, so I'll listen to all perspectives and try to figure out the best plan of action. I'm not like, oh, we're going to do my way, my way, my way. Mm-hmm. That's not my version of leading. It's like a little Rocco over there, man. Yeah, he did pretty well. <laughs> no, yeah. So what about your son? When you when you look at him and you watch, you know, God. as he's sitting here, yeah. we, we all joke around. We have a lot of snide remarks about everybody yeah. <laughs> all the time. But what what if you had to say the single thing you're most proud of? Yeah. When you look at him as a human being, mm-hmm. what is it? His kindness and empathy, hands down. Like I I look at. I mean, you're a leader. You're smart. You have all these qualities. But I I look at the thing most about you that i always just looked at like the way you are with other people like just the kindness and the empathy you show to others uh, that's what i admire most because that's something you one it's it, it's it, part part of it's innate right it's, it's a quality you have but you also i feel like you observe the world a certain way and you understand human beings in a way that is well beyond your years. And I'll give you an example. That one time you called the office and you were asking about how to handle that situation with the one fraternity brother you had, right? Oh, yeah. 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 I had you on speakerphone and Matt was in the in the office with me. And when we got off the phone, he even made the statement. He's like, wow. He's like, that was such a mature conversation for someone in his position to just look at 
the world as how this would impact this individual and how that individual would feel about it. Mm-hmm. And like that was one of those moments that just hit me. It's like he gets it. Like he gets empathy. He gets that it's not about just pushing something on. It's how is this going to make this person feel and how is it going to impact? Even though there's a thing we have to do, but how I have to look at it from the other perspective. And that's what I always admire most about you. Just, I mean, the way you are with the girls, the way you are with people, you know, just you're you're a kind individual. Like I've never seen you act like an asshole to anybody. Try and that's and that and I mean there's so many other qualities about you that that I look at, but that if I had to pick you, you said me pick one as a human being, like that's it. It's just that kindness and empathy in the way you actually look at the world and actually care about other people. And for a 20-year-old, like I didn't give a shit about people when I was 20. Like it, I was very self-centered and to see to see you have this quality that I wish I would have had at your age is it you know, it makes me very proud as a dad. I mean it really does. Thanks, bro. <laughs> well, let's get, flip the questions over to you guys. Same questions. Oh yeah. What My, do you admire most about your dad? Um I'd probably say two words. Uh desire and probably like uh, adaptability and uh, mm. drive. Love it. Yeah. Just because everyone, he doesn't work in the corporate world. Yeah. He doesn't, he did, he did, he's done whatever he's wanted to do his whole life. Yeah. Tried that corporate stuff, but yeah, you just, you never know what you, you're going to get the same. Yeah. It's, it's different every <laughs> other day. Like I wasn't, he wasn't in the office all the time. So right. I was able to spend so much time with him just yep. because I didn't have to like live that kind of like structured. Mm-hmm life when i was at them it was always just a wild card what are we going to be doing today yeah how many it. baseballs are we, yeah. we going to be hitting today yeah like just yeah. picking up from school and kind of <laughs> go get a bunch of toys and stuff and just hang out like it was just cool like i don't think a lot of kids my age had that yeah. experience and they weren't able to really kind of live that life and i yeah. kind of think that's kind of cool to me mm-hmm. and what's different about me yeah that's awesome. just like just he's been able to adapt to whatever situations happen in his life like just from getting divorced with my mom i mean yeah it's hard. What do you yeah, it's, just, it's just a hard situation and you kind of just have to figure things out on your own for yeah. a period of time and just like like just being here and stuff yeah. and it's just just finding different situations that he's been through and just yeah. kind of made the best out of it that he possibly could have. Yeah. I really admire that. Yeah. Probably most. Yeah. Mm. What about you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to hold it together. Uh, Come on, man. It, it's it's who uh, I've never, I've never had a, uh, I never had a um, problem talking with my son ever when he was very young, yeah. when he got a little older, when he finally was in his teens, and I knew that his his understanding capacity was greater. Yeah, I would share with him things in my life. And fears that I had and struggles, you know, appropriately share them. Sure. Yeah. And I never had any fear that I was doing the wrong thing or giving him too much or whatever because he was such a kind person. Mm-hmm. And I always knew in some weird kind of way my son had my back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel that yep. now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I always felt like that, no, that, um, getting divorced when my children were very young, mm-hmm. I wore a lot of guilt. And um, neither one of my two children ever made me feel ever like, even if they were mad, which they could have been at periods of times, ever made me feel like I was less than mm-hmm. their their father 
or like yeah. a part-time dad or yeah. I always felt like I was in there and Diana to her credit always did her her best to make me feel an equal parent which helped yeah but I just never had any reservations of sharing my feelings appropriately with my child his entire life and I only could get get there because of the way he was wired inside mm-hmm. as you said about Gabe yeah extremely kind yeah Yep. We'll watch him interact with other people. We'll watch him be respectful. Yeah. And I think that he he just has a default mechanism of kindness. Yeah. And way more than me. Yeah. Much better human being than me. Yeah. Not a selfish human being. So a yeah. lot of my 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 lesser um good traits never mm-hmm. seemed to you know to kind of yeah. rub off on him. He was yeah. just a yeah. better quality human. Mm-hmm. And his little sister growing up uh, right behind them. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. I, I really think that my kids, both of them represent what's the best of what's in me. Yeah. And they do not represent the worst in me. I, I, I don't, I don't that. see that. Yeah. You know, I, they've I never the shown way. me in any inkling. I mean, when I tell people that I never yelled at my child, mm-hmm. They laugh. It's impossible. Yeah. I think the only time I really got close to yelling at both of them together, we were driving to Hershey Park and they were in the back of my <laughs> FJ and they were singing some ridiculous song and they wouldn't quit singing it. And it was oh, for hours. Yeah. I think I leaned back and I said, will you please quit singing that song? But that little funny moment, yeah. I don't ever remember raising my voice until yeah. until he got his first car. Yeah. You know, We had a little argument over that, which was completely my fault. But I'm saying that's a rarity. Yeah. When you're that close with your with your child, I think that you don't remember ever disciplining them. Yeah. I've been very, very fortunate in that regard. And I yeah. think it's all based around how he's wired as kindness. He yeah. represents the best of me, but he does yeah. not represent the worst of me. Yeah, I, and I, I don't I, know I, how I, that happened. I don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've said it I you know, I said it before that I I don't deserve the two children that I have. Yeah. And, you know, sorry, but No man. I'm no. very uh Life has not been life has not always been easy because of, because of the things he said. I've made a lot of changes in my life and um, different places. I mean, I <laughs> this building we're in was my apartment and my office. I was literally broke uh, and had to refigure out the rest part of my life and hide that insecurity from my family. Yeah. Yeah. And we did it. We got through it, and yeah. never I, they were never. My kids never give it gave a shit about what I had, didn't yeah. have, what we were gonna do. As long as we were hanging out and having fun, that's yeah. all they cared about. That's yeah. it. And that I think is in a long way of saying it, just based on kindness. Yeah. That's that that's the strongest attribute that, that he has. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. No, Sorry. I, no, no. I tried to get through it. No, I tried to get through it. I tried to get through it, man. I love but it. This this building we're sitting in is yeah. uh I, I had an office here with Boogie Street when I was getting ready to close it the last couple of years and I went through a second divorce i had no money and i literally had to build an apartment in here yeah and i had to let all the people who were important in my life in my circle say hey this is where i'm gonna be living for a yeah. while i yeah. until i figure it out yeah and yeah. it never it, it it worked swimmingly it yeah. never it never mattered but it was such a humbling moment yeah. you know we talk about humbling moments yeah, absolutely and you again you worry about what people other people think mm-hmm. here i was worrying about what other people were going to think even my kids like yeah. you know they, they went from a five bedroom home in mount lebanon until yeah. they're seeing yeah. their dad living back in the office yeah you know our kids in school going to make fun of them if they know their dad's living over here yeah. you know it's like the whole thing was such a traumatic experience yeah. in my brain yeah as yeah. parents we always i mean i did the same yeah. thing with you like you know it was i always worried about things you know when you know, when you lived, lived in North Hills, and I, you know, I didn't see them as much as I did because they were just on the other side of the city. Yeah. Like, I always 
worried about stuff like that. But to your point, like what, what you said, like I believe that too. Like you have the best of me, but none of the worst of me. Yeah. And that's that's all I could hope for as a dad. Exactly. Like that's all I can hope for is that you just take my good qualities and run with them and then all the shitty parts of me, you just Yeah. You know they're there. Yeah, <laughs> they're there. I mean they're there. I mean, we're all flawed, but it's like yeah. I, I look at that and I remember, you know, there, there were so many moments, but like that one I don't know if you remembered, I picked you up that one time you were getting ice cream with girls or something. I can't remember. And, 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 but, but yeah, I, you were like getting it handles and I, and I made a joke. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, did you, did you pay for them? And you're like, yeah, of course I did. That's what a guy does. And it was just like that moment of yeah. like, I never told him that's what you do, yeah. but it's like, then I, then I realized in that moment they're observing all the time. Oh yeah. And it was just like, then I knew like for, in that moment, like how important everything I did mattered. Yeah. And like, even, even like that thing you wrote that's on my wall, that speech where you talked about when none passed. Yeah. Like that was just like crazy to me. Yeah. Like I didn't realize the uh-huh. impact that it had, like just like you watching me hold it together. Mm-hmm. Like that was just impactful. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like didn't realize that that was going to be. Because I was just trying to hold it together for everybody else, and like uh-huh. the impact it had on him, it's crazy, man. Yeah, I um, and I don't know if he'll remember this, but I have uh, something that's actually being framed from my office as we speak. It's mm-hmm. funny you said that. Um, in the Father's Day, two thousand fifteen, my son sent me a text, and I won't I won't quote it word for word, <laughs> but it was the most deep and most beautiful two paragraphs Mm. that I couldn't imagine this kid at like 13 or 14 years old could have wrote this thing. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you wrote it. (laughs) Anyways, anyways, I just, and I saved it from phone to phone to phone. I I saved the screenshot. I have it, but it was just like, I'm like, wow. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it made me feel good naturally, but it's like, wow, this kid gets it. Yeah. And he's able to articulate Mm -hmm. his feelings. With no problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that was something. Yeah. That was really, that was really. So I had that yeah. on my phone and I'm, I feel bummed out once in a while. I just pull that up. Yeah. I look at it. And, you know, just those little things about being a dad, man. I just. That thing I, I read it all the time. That thing. And in divorced circumstances, I'll tell you both, you know, I, being a divorced dad mm-hmm. is not conventional yeah. and it's not always easy. There's other challenges that go along with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's um and it's part of society now because I think sixty percent of marriages end with divorce. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not demonizing yeah, any right, of it, yeah. but it's it's a it's an added level of complexity. And one of the biggest things I would constantly wonder is once you get past the guilt phase, the guilt mm-hmm. phase lasts about a year or so. Yeah. But then you wonder, am I getting to my kids, or am I, am I doing everything I need to be doing? Yeah. You know, and that's the that's the thing. And then when you realize you are, yeah. It's the most satisfying thing. Yeah, in the absolutely. World. You know, and absolutely. I think by the time you were like eight or nine and watching, well, for me, watching him play baseball, because like, mm-hmm. like yeah. baseball is the yeah. sport for my, yeah, me. When, and the moment that he, he was playing soccer, his mother had him in soccer, then he played ice hockey for a while. And I'm like in my head going, man, okay, this is kind of cool, but yeah. I'm like, I'm not really getting it. Like, I really hope mm-hmm. that. And he went out for t- he t ball or something and, and Diana reported back, ah, he didn't like it. I'm like, oh. Damn it! But that's okay. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. Then, like the next year, I like he's at this little league thing, and I go and I'm like, and I see he's digging it, and then everything. Yeah. You know, that, but to me, that those those years to this point in our life, the baseball years were just absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, they were. It was just yeah. What 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 memories <laughs> of that? You know, yeah. just that sport. But I think when you're divorced, you you have you have different concerns than sure. a father that sees or 
Kiss twenty four seven. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, it, that sucked growing up. I feel like now I wouldn't change it at all, but yeah, I feel sure. like I would be a relatively different person had yeah. I grown up with you instead of my mom. Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you both I have, agree. yeah, a hundred percent. You, uh, you it would both, just be different. Yeah. You both are very, probably different qualities, right? Sure. And then I'd grow up with you and Laura instead of my mom and Greg, right? Yeah, so then right. take Greg out of the picture. Yeah. Um, but me not growing, me not being with you every day besides like, you know, I was there, what, every other weekend. Yeah. And then it started to get less and less. It made me cherish the times that I was yeah, there even yeah. more. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Like a hundred percent growing up, I observed all of the things you did because yeah. Everybody in my whole life told me, oh, you're just like your dad. You look just like him. <laughs> you walk just like him. And so I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to be just like him. So I, Pretty did, close, uh, yeah. so I took everything that you did and tried to carry it over into my life. Yeah, so like, oh, well, did, this man. is a great dude. And he's, you know, he's doing good. But yeah, I, you know, yeah. I love my mom. Love yeah, of course, me. of course. But it was like those moments that we were together were yeah. like the best of the moments. Because you let me kind of do whatever because I was with you for two days. <laughs> yeah, I think my son and Brian related to that. that one. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, you want to eat a whole sleeve of Oreos? Go ahead. My mom's like, <laughs> yeah. nope, you can't do that. Yeah, you can oh only get two. Yeah. I, oh, oh, I, I used yeah. to get him a big old a big old Coke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, the Coke was so big, yeah. it was sitting between his legs in a car seat. <laughs> yeah. And then I would yeah. hand him over. I tell you, here, die, here you go. Yep. He had a whole belly full of like, oh, yeah. cool. I mean, yeah. We had oh, some, I had gosh. some learning, I had a learning yeah. curve there. Right. In the it's beginning, it's, always, it's sure. always learning. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's about like, like as a dad, I always say it's, it's, I just hope that my kids, like you said, observe the best in you and yeah. ignore the worst in you. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, I truly feel like, like just when I watch you around your friends and mm-hmm. like just the leadership qualities you have and how they look to you as that person, like, I, like I feel like, the, the 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 times I've been around you and your friends, like your friend, like I feel like it's a lot how people look to me. Like, not that I don't have to say I'm the leader. It's like people will look in to me for the answer, of course. Mm-hmm. And that's I feel like they do the same thing with you. They look to you, yeah. like, okay, well, how do we solve this? Like, let's ask you. Not first. to sound like egotistical or whatever, but like my friends, if I if I don't plan something, we don't do anything. Yeah, they don't do anything. Yeah, was, yeah. Yes, if I'm not the was, one that goes out and says, this is what we're doing at this time. Me. I'll pick you guys up here and we're going here. Nothing happens. If there's a problem, like if there's an issue within our you know fraternity or yep. just within our friend group, they come to me. All right, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. What are our thoughts on this? And then I kind of organize like the, 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 the fixing committee. Like yeah. we're like, all right, <laughs> let's do this. Let's do this. We'll figure out this. But yeah, it's almost like an unspoken thing. Mm-hmm. Now we have a couple of those in our fraternity. Like there's a couple of us that yeah, everybody sure. kind of goes to. But yeah, I, I've seen that yeah. in my life, like through football and whatnot. I've watched it. Yeah, yeah. it makes me proud. Definitely. Yeah. You guys have fun. Yeah. 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 Good. It was, you guys were naturals, man. Like holy shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, like we have to bring them back I for, feel the, like, for yeah, another like, show. Holy here. shit! That yeah. was like you guys were naturals. This was fun. It was very fun. Yeah, I appreciate cool. both of you being so honest Thank too. You. Yeah, that, that means a lot. That my biggest fear was that you two would be, which obviously that that didn't happen. No, but I was figuring that you two might be a little bit uptight and not one, or, you know, really expressed yourself no i was yeah. a little nervous coming in that's why i asked you yesterday I was like, do yeah. i need to like prep any like questions or anything? <laughs> yeah uh-huh. but then we just started oh the next one's gonna be the next one we're gonna challenge you on the next one for yeah. sure we're gonna talk about economic theory no, yeah no, no, we're not. but again guys thanks for doing this yeah, yes, thank, thank you guys. Guys. personally awesome, means man. a lot yeah absolutely. i think rocco and i are pretty damn lucky absolutely i couldn't agree more man yeah. absolutely we're lucky kids too yeah we are all, all right i appreciate that all right friends cool. the first ever father-son podcast right here's a wrap we're out mm-hmm.